And we're in. That's what she said. Oh, why do we got to start it off? What right a off there? week! Why do we got to get off on that? What? Last week, man. <laughs> at the time of recording last week, we went through it. Let me just let me just vent to you real quick. Yes, lay it so all out. So last month, the boy, my son, he had COVID. Okay, and then Olive mm-hmm. got sick. Oh no. This month he decided he was gonna go for the uh, for the trifecta, so he he got the flu and an ear infection all week. Fever, all this couldn't and more. Go to school. <laughs> I don't ever get sick. I got real sick. Only lasted like a day and a half. My wife got real sick. Ended up in the hospital. I'm not gonna go into details. What? We're good. I'll tell you off air. We're, or I'll tell you in the in a sec. Um, Olive, the whole week, my one-year-old, whole week, healthy, keeping us going. Ha, 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 laughing, playing. I'm like, nobody get in her face, but it was inevitable. She got sick yesterday. So now she's sick, and we're all not sick, and it's just been a sick week. It's been miserable, but we're we're coming out of yeah, it. You know we're what? getting I'm it all out of the of way this. before our Florida vacation. I'm, get, I'm real sick of this. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's why wasn't I, I told? Why were you told? <laughs> that, that was from? supposed to be Norman Osborn. Why wasn't I told? Oh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> I know it's pretty obscure. But enough about that. Um, I think we can expecto petroleum some good things. Not petroleum, please oh. don't. Hi, Layla. No. Yeah, I'm ready to talk some Harry Potter and escape for like an hour and a half. I am ready to talk Harry Potter as well. And on that note, are you recording? Uh, oh, whoops, hold on a second. No, hi, I'm oh. recording. We're good. All right, we got Rotten Teeth, Pedophile Rat, Waiting, Bad Moon Rising. All of this and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the Shrieking Shack. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast and it starts right now. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. We are on our third in our series of Harry Potter episodes covering today, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm Christian Bring It All, and coming at you not live and remote again due to the sicknesses that we were just discussing in the cold open there. Ooh, ah, get up, okay. come on, get that one with the sickness! Get up, come on, get... Hey, Spencer, hi. How are you? Disturbed, good, good. everybody. Yeah, we were we were quite this week. Uh, yeah. Oh, but we're, we're on the thing. Yeah, hey, if you're listening, you know what you're listening on, but just know that we're on wherever you can listen to us on... on... 
a podcast I'll take things. it from here, Spencer. You yeah. can listen to us on <laughs> Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, uh, Lunchbox, uh, uh, Peanut Gallery, uh, Are those White real? Napkin. No, I'm just looking <laughs> at things around. Oh, but all the all the major podcast sites, uh, medias, that's where you can find us. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. I've been posting, actually. Like I keep saying I'm going to, I actually am. So check us out on there at Sequelmen the Podcast. Email the show if you want, sequelmen19 at gmail.com. Give us a five-star review. Give us a, a star, some sort of star review on, on the Apple or... This is where I pull a Jeb Bush and say... Spotify. Please review. Yeah, just review. (laughs) Please clap. But that's that. We're letting you know now. We're letting you know now. In case you tune out. And if you're new... Now. If you're new, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for finding us. And I don't want to say, well, if this is the first one you're listening to, why? Because maybe you don't like the other two. This is your favorite Harry Potter movie slash book, and you wanted to start with this. You know, check out our other stuff. We've covered Batman in the '90s, The Dark Knight. Oh we yeah, do Austin MCU Powers, over the summers. Austin, Austin, Austin Powers, Powers, Powers the Twilight, franchises. Space Jam, a bunch of stuff. Check us out. We're uh, eighty. This is eighty-seven. James Bond, unfinished. Still <laughs> one episode. We're on. Uh, we're we're eighty-seven oh, episodes man. in. I think this is eighty-seven. I think this is 87. we got to start right thinking here. about a big 100-episode thing, whatever that's mm-hmm. going to be. We'll talk off air. But tonight we're talking Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. We are the sequel men. That means we talk about movies that have a sequel at the very least, mostly franchises. Yeah. And this one is a big one. We're starting off season three with this, with this one, we're with Harry Potter. In. Christian, and I'm going to take your job. Oh. What? What is your experience with okay. with this specific film? That's actually what I was just about to say. Okay, I, this is the. F- I just read this today. I thought this was a wintertime movie, but it wasn't. It came out in June. I think it came out June fourth. I read, um, in two thousand four. June the fourth. Be so with you. So there was you. a year between this movie and Chamber of Secrets. They filmed Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets back to back. That's why they came out so so soon boom, within boom. distance of each other. But I honestly don't remember when I saw this in theater the first time. I do not remember it. But I know that I went. I know for a fact because we always went and saw these movies. Like I said, my uncle, my uncle Larry, he always took us to see the Harry Potter movies. So we did go see it. I just don't remember seeing it. And once again, like Chamber of Secrets, I have a much more vivid and fond, fonder memory of playing the game. The Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban video game on the GameCube. Never and I played got it. Kind of a cute little... You never played it? Uh, I, oh, didn't pay, I didn't play past the first two for some reason. It's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. I believe you. Um, Maybe I did. There was one... Huh? Maybe I did. Maybe I rented it once. I don't Carry on. There, I got a kind of a nice memory regarding that. I was at home alone with my mom and dad when I was, you know, obviously a kid when the movie came out, and my sisters were at their friend's house or something. I don't, I don't remember. Maybe it was a choir thing. They were all in choir, but I don't know. I was just there alone with my parents, and 
they're like, oh, maybe it would be nice if we like took Christian to go out and do something or whatever. Or maybe I was bugging him about renting this game. So we went out. It was like a late afternoon evening. The sun was setting, and we went to Blockbuster and rented Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the video game, and I went home and played it while Mom and Dad watched the news or did something. So Those are the best, just nights in. I just remember that. That's that's a memory I attached to that game for some reason. Well, good. But it's, a, it's such a good game, though, for real. If you can play it at some point, it's probably kind of expensive to buy or very difficult to find these days. Maybe not, but very good game. Well, good. You know what's weird? I tried playing it on my phone through an emulator, and mm. it just ran like shit. Not so. the same. <laughs> yeah. You know what's weird? As much of a fan as I am mm-hmm. of Harry Potter, the books and the movies, I don't remember, besides the first one, and I don't remember who I went with. I just remember that's the only one. I remember watching the first two in theaters. I don't think, I, I don't remember where I watched the rest. Uh, no, no, no. I do remember where I watched the like the last couple. And I'll obviously talk to those when I get to But I don't remember where I watched this movie. I don't remember if it was in theaters or if I rented it after. I mean, 2004. See, these movies came out at an interesting time because it was when I was... I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I have no memory of watching this movie as a kid. <laughs> It's I so don't weird. Either. <laughs> like I just don't. And I, yeah, you I know mean, what I read it was. The book. I remember reading the book. Spencer, the Dementors sucked the memory away from us. I, That's well, what they happened. don't suck memories. No, 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 no. Here's what happened. Dumbledore put it in the pensive. He took. That's the not introduced out of our yet. Head. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to find a Harry Potter. Dude, we were I, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. They only obliviated that section of our lives. There. Thanks a lot, Gildroy. You Which fuck. Is, <laughs> no, it's it's weird. Though. I, that scene, but I, I, I remember loving the book, <laughs> and I remember liking the movie when I finally did see it. I remember mm-hmm. loving it this time when I saw. I got the book right here, you know. Hang on, right there. You got to read the message. I will, and ah oh, man, just looking at each one, like for the first five, I'll remember holding them and reading them, and just looking at the cover but uh as per tradition my grandmother got this and she wrote in this one she wrote to the best boy in the world we love you grandpa and grandma and there it is wow and i remember being annoyed with this book design because it's the only one where at least the one i have the harry potter and the jk rowling and the the spine words you have to stroke it they're not holographic and they're not they don't like like they're just part of it you know what i mean like the other ones all the other ones are like a shiny lettering and they like they're 3d like they pop out a little bit i see this one is the only one that's not the case and it's really annoying let me go grab mine grab it i'll be right back I'll keep kind of talking about this. I always remember in the books, looking at the pictures and just thinking it was really cool. And then when I finally saw the movie, seeing how close to the pictures these were. Also, I 
I, at first when I was reading it, at first when I was reading it, I did call the Dementors Dementors. But then as I was going, I was like, no, it's, that's not what it, that doesn't make sense because that's not a word. Not realizing most words in these books are not words. So I started at one point, I went through a phase calling them Demonators. <laughs> so there's that. Is yours shiny? Mine is. The fuck? Mine is. I got Mine a cheap is. Can you see it? Can you brand. see it? I can. Mine, look. And it is raised, and my name is in the cover. Look at it. Right there. I don't know if you can see it. See how mine's not? Right there. It's ridiculous. Okay. I must ridiculous. have written that in way later. Ridiculous. This class is ridiculous. That's... <laughs> and I didn't know if I was reading that correctly either, because I'm like, that word is ridiculous, but that can't just be the spell, right? But they say right? it as ridiculous. Because the accent, I think. But the movie, though. But, the movie. No yeah, recollection of first watching it. Remember watching it now, and I love it. It's to me, this movie seems like the start of the adventure. Like the first two, obviously, were great, but this one just feels like okay, now we're going somewhere. I feel like we're not just setting stuff up, and we are, but we're going somewhere. There's bigger I feel purpose. Like the first two were. I feel almost like this is kind of like, quote unquote, the calm before the storm in a sense, because it's not really directly related to Voldemort. Right. Whereas the first two are that he's the main villain, and then he come, you know, the story. Right. The fourth, four, five, six, seven. He takes a book. They off. all revolve around Voldemort. This one is like, oh, Sirius Black, one of Voldemort's follower, quote unquote, followers right. who wants to kill Harry, and who killed his parents, or or who sold him out. Betrayed. Betrayed. Yeah. But it is kind of a nice refresher to get away from the whole Voldemort thing and kind of deal with a more, with a, I don't know, just a different storyline, I guess. Yeah, maybe really that's what makes it, it so good is it's it's so different from the rest of them, really. And just, there's so it's many elements like that... It contributes to the main story, but it in a almost big way. feels like a filler episode in a good way. This is the first movie slash book. This is the first story in the Harry Potter franchise where new characters are introduced that are going to come back. Yes. Like, you have Gilderoy Lockhart, new character, one-off. Quirrell, one-off. Um, but in this one, you have Lupin. He's a main player going forward. Sirius Black, a main character going forward for a few. <laughs> Wormtail. Worm to yep, a major player villain going forward, and it's just so well put together and crafted. Every little thing, like this, has a lot of moving parts in it. Like I, I don't forget, but I always misremember the whole time travel thing. But there's time travel in this, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, mm -hmm. and I, I. Sometimes I, I forget because there's so much going on in the main story, you know, like with Sirius Black and us finally figuring that out. And then when they get to the Whomping Willow and the Shrieking Shack, and I'm thinking, there's no way the time travel is going to fit in this. It's already so good, they're going to ruin it with time travel. And they don't. 
because yeah, of no. how it's set up in the last few acts like it it i i i guess the part that i always forget is when it comes in and you first see it like with the with the stone throw and then little elements there and i'm like okay so this is when it this is where they go back to got it got it got it and it's it's it kind of it, it's kind of like the spiders i'm like wait how do they fit into the story for chamber of secrets where, like, where do they oh that's right this is where does the time travel fit ah that here okay. it is yeah when was the last time you saw this movie besides last night, last night. yeah no i don't uh several years ago when i reread the book so mm-hmm. five six seven years ago maybe a while ago I, I haven't watched the movie all the way through in a long time but i remember when i first moved into this apartment a couple years ago in early 2020 me and my roommate were up at like just watching tv just enjoying the space at like three in the morning watching titanic actually because <laughs> it was on it was on tv and then we changed the channel to like paramount network and prisoner of azkaban was on and it was the werewolf sequence i was like oh i want to finish watching this blah, blah blah but that's the end of that but in terms of the first two movies go together so well. It's almost like they're the same movie, like we talked about. Right. This movie takes a nice it, it takes a nice turn in a different direction, a more mature direction. This movie, as the kids are turning thirteen, canonically in the story, the story is starting to turn more mature. Yeah, like darker mature, too. It mature, takes a darker, darker route. Yeah. And uh, the director of this movie, uh, Chris Columbus, steps back and becomes a producer because he he said in an interview he spent barely any time with his kids they hadn't had like a sit down family dinner in such a long time so he wanted to just be a producer he didn't need to be Mm -hmm. on set all the time Mm -hmm. Alfonso how do you say his last name Uh, Alfonso Cuaron Cuaron. directed A Little Princess in 1995 Uh, I'm going to butcher this Y Tu Mama Tambien that's a Spanish movie or a Mexican film. Uh, he directed Roma, which won yep. a lot of Academy Awards. Gravity with Sandra Bullock and Children of Men, which I think you're going to see a lot of stylistic um, similarities um, between all these movies of what he likes to do. That is a movie that I've never, I've never seen. seen. Children of Men. And no. everybody in film school like that's one that's always brought up as like this phenomenal great movie and I've never seen it I need to watch it I do want to watch it and there's one scene in it that's like this really long take that's handheld yeah that's I have seen that yeah that's the one we've both seen it because it's used as an example a lot oh yeah Kenneth Branagh was on the short list to be the director for this one yeah I would like to have seen what he could do Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Guillermo del Toro was approached to direct, but had envisioned a more Dickensian version of the stories and was put off by the first two films, which he found too, quote, bright and happy and full of light. <laughs> well, if he'd have known he would have been able to do that with this one and M. have M. some Shyamalan freedom. Shyamalan was considered to direct, but Pass. he was working on his own film, The Village. Uh, 
Caron was initially... Re- I'm reading all this from Wikipedia. Sure. Initially reluctant to direct as he had not read any of the books or seen the films. Del Toro berated him for his arrogance and told him to read the books. After reading the series, he changed his mind and signed on to direct as he had immediately connected to the story. And J.K. Rowling approved of this, him being the director as well because she loved a couple of his movies. Well, good. So... Yeah, I mean, he... I think they picked the right guy, because this movie... Yeah. Wow. And just the way it's shot, it's the first one that is super cinematic, well done. Mm -hmm. The first two are, but I think you know what I mean. And if you are like a film person, then you'll know what I mean. Like, it's the one where it's like, oh, this one, they actually made this look like a real movie, not just an adaptation of a children's book. Right, I think that's where both, yeah, the it's first two are like as the audience grows. The first two are kind of like going for that Hollywood fantasy, like franchise film. Yeah, bright and children's colorful adaptation, Star Wars sort of thing. Whereas this movie kind of adds like a his Alfonso Cuarón's like style, like his auteur style, I guess you could say, and adds a more artistic spin. Yep to what you would think to be a big budget franchise franchise sequel movie whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. like Harry Potter like kind of going against the formula if you will like what you were saying the way it was shot the choice in the music which was very conscious decision to move away from the the themes and stuff from the first two movies Especially, I think it was a good idea because the second movie, like you said, it, it almost sounds like it's the same score. It is. They reuse it. it. It kind of is. And that, that's probably why I didn't get it when I was a kid. But I got this soundtrack when I was a kid. Yeah, this one's obviously, it. it's hailed as one of, if not the best, book and movie. It's because it is. Yeah. The story is great. All the different elements, like I mentioned. But. Mm-hmm. This is also the first movie we get the new and the going forward Dumbledore played by oh, Michael my. Gambon. Yes. Yep. And much different take. Much darker take. Much louder. Yeah. <laughs> I listen, I would have Kinda loved to have quirky. seen it through with the last one because he's like that grandfather and I think he could have gotten darker like he needed to uh, this, this portrayal not how I ever read Dumbledore but after watching these and then rereading that this is the Dumbledore that I had in my mind he's he's great but it took a little bit for me to get used to initially mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. how I know how he ends up and it's good it goes from and I've heard it put this way, but it's true. It goes from the uh, to Grandpa Dumbledore to, oh, come here, yes, just left some candy to, to Uncle Dumbledore. Hey, I'm going to be crashing on your couch for uh, a while. Uh, run on some hard times, lost my wife and my home. I just have my van. I can't really afford gas, but uh, I... Uh, I got a six pack. I know you're twelve, but you know if you want to if you want to have one with me, <laughs> it's cool. I'm your uncle. I won't say anything. You have some smokes, Grandpa Dumbledore to Uncle Dumbledore. Yeah, Uncle to Dumbledore. alcoholic Uncle Dumbledore. It's like Albus. You look different this year. Did you shave? 
Uh, well, you I've look been like through a completely different person. He's been through. Did it. you take Polyjuice Potion? <laughs> huh? I think yeah. he did. Like even his color, oh. like his outfit, his beard is a darker gray. This is Dumbledore the Gray. Oh, funny you should mention that because uh, they had several different choices they wanted to do for Dumbledore recasting. Yes. And Richard Harris passed away three weeks before the second film's release. And despite his illness, this is Wikipedia again, Harris was determined to film his part telling a visiting David Heyman not to recast the role. Four months after Harris's death, Coron chose Gambin as his replacement. Now, paraphrasing from here on out, they were going to decide on Christopher Lee. Uh. They approached Christopher Lee, and they also approached Ian McKellen, which fans of Lord of the Rings, like myself, will know that they were both in Lord of the Rings. Christopher Lee was Saruman, and Ian McKellen was Gandalf. And that wouldn't and in, that would have been too close. It, that wouldn't it, have worked it, for me. It, it wouldn't. Would have it would have been distracting. But Christopher Lee couldn't do it because of scheduling conflict. There, there's a different universe out there where Christopher Lee played Dumbledore. And <laughs> Ian McKellen turned it down because he played a similar character in Lord of the Rings and Gandalf, and he yeah, didn't want to do real it again, similar. I guess. Plus, Richard Harris called him a dreadful actor, and he didn't want to disrespect him by playing the character that I would have been he petty. portrayed. Well, yeah. since you're gone, I'm doing it. Peter O'Toole was the Richard Harris's estate's choice. His family expressed Peter O'Toole being in the role. He was in Troy, if you remember that movie. Never seen it. I know it, but I've never He's seen it. He's Lawrence of Arabia, in other words. But gotcha. the producers felt that his age and health would become troublesome down the line. So, can I just say why have we gone this far already, and we haven't even gone that far without mentioning Gary Oldman is in this movie? I know. And until I realized who he was, I did not realize he was in this movie. And then the day that I finally realized who he was and that he was in this, it blew my mind. I'm like, that. The chameleon Gary Oldman, who can play anybody, anything. Commissioner Gordon, Gary Oldman. You know what? He's in. He's serious freaking black. And I'm like, all right, good choice. I just read this too. He did the. He accepted the role because he needed the money. Like it wasn't to for like any affinity to the character <laughs> or anything to the book or whatever. He just like I. He hasn't been in any major things for a couple of years. I need to make some money. I'm going to do Harry Potter. I'm cast. And now he's like one of the most fan favorite characters in all the films. Hold on a second. You cast me in this movie. Are you serious? Uh, no, actually, that's your role. What? <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley, everybody. Okay. Uh, you don't know who that is. Nope. Also, David Thewlis originally... I'm just reading all this trivia. Trivia hour with Christian, I guess. David Thewlis as Lupin. He originally auditioned for Quirrell in Sorcerer's Stone. Well, but I'm the glad guy he got that this. got the role of Quirrell, Ian Hart, he told him that Professor Lupin was, quote-unquote, the best part in the book. Good so. call. Let me take the fall as Quirrell. You're going to want this character. What else is Ian Hart? As you're in? reading it, I, again, I'm reading it going, no, I know that that word spelled that way is the word serious, but there's no way that would be somebody's name 
So I call them. A, I'm uh, like, okay, it must be Cyrus. Okay. Nope. Fucking, it's serious. I think we all thought that in our younger years we read the book just like Hermione guess what I called her I'm like that is a weird name Harmony it's not Hermione it's Hermione yep called her Hello, Harmony Hermione. for the first book and I switched halfway through with a lot of these things because I didn't get that yeah these are going to be odd names because it's the wizarding world so his I started name isn't calling really it, Dumbledore oh that was one that always stuck that and <laughs> no. Harry but then I started questioning that. is it Harry <laughs> no Harry? it was always Harry Potter <laughs> Ron. I, I'm not Howie. <laughs> Ronald. I like how Hermione calls him Ronald in this, like, this this movie. Yes. Refers him as Ronald. They, well, they Ronald. so much set up for that relationship. It's so... Still should have been Harry. She, I need to read and re- research a little bit whether or not she had determined them to be an item when the final books came out, the the epilogue, or if... She was influenced by the movies and what the direction they were going towards in the movies. That is interesting because I know that she said when it was all said and done that she she should have ended up with Harry. Yeah, and I agree. I really do. It's kind of my it's sister cool agrees that with you. that Hermione and Ron are, but uh, she, my, her and Harry are much. They should have been. They had all these well, moments together. There's that dance scene. They tease it. Yep. In the seventh part one. Yep, but... My sister hates that her and Ron are a thing. She's like, I can tell you right now that a girl, a woman like Hermione would never, ever, ever be with a guy like Ron. Well... And I was like, I don't understand that. I think it's kind of a cute matchup. I'll tell you this, because it doesn't make sense. I'll tell you this. It's the safe bet. It's like Angela being with Andy. He's not going to ever cheat on her because no other woman's going to want him. He's going to be loyal and happy just to get it, just to get her, you know. They even yeah. each other out. But let's uh should we oh, should we get I got one more yeah, thing to show you. Yeah, go, go. My bookmark from when I was a kid. Ooh. My Harry Potter bookmark. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. It cost 275. I Came should, out in uh, 2000. I should buy it. And one. this is what I was telling you about. It's got the little the gift wrap yep. string. Yep. With the little snitch on it. I love you that. You can see that right there. Yeah. I if you're having book problems, years. I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a snitch ain't one. Hit me. I think I need... Oh. I got to start using this again for my Harry Potter read-through. You should. You and should. with that... Let's do a Harry Potter watch-through. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Well, let's start this bitch off. Finally, on a more describing note, at the request of the Ministry of Magic, Hogwarts will, until further notice, play host to the Dementors of Azkaban, until such a time as Sirius Black is captured. The Dementors will be stationed at every entrance to the grounds. Now, whilst I've been assured that their presence will not disrupt our day-to-day activities, a word of caution, Dementors are vicious creatures. They will not distinguish between the one they hunt and the one who gets in their way. Therefore, I must warn each and every one of you to 
give them no reason to harm you. It is not in the nature of a Dementor to be forgiving. But you know, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. Act 1. Harry is doing what any 13-year-old does alone at night under the covers. Getting a little wand action and some light reading in. The next morning, Vernon shows Harry the first bit of humility he ever has when Harry asks him to sign a permission slip for school and he says, talk to me about it later. If you're good, yeah. But then someone even worse than them, than the Dursleys, comes for a visit. The terrible Aunt Marge. And she makes the Dursleys look like saints. She sets Harry off when she disses his parents, which leads to her being blown up like a balloon and sailing away outside. Harry snaps and finally stands up to the Dursleys and packs his shit and leaves. Outside, he ends up at a creepy playground where he sees a demon dog lurking in the bushes before the night bus picks him up. There's a senile driver, a weirdo bus attendant, and a Jamaican borderline racist shrunken head that navigates to the leaky cauldron. Hey, Ian! Why the long face? Take it away, Ian! While riding, Harry sees an article in a paper for a broken-out prisoner named Sirius Black. He has no idea who he is because he's trapped in Muggle World. When all the juicy news breaks, can his friends send him updates or something? Like, keep him in the loop, Dumbledore. At the Leaky Cauldron, Tom the Hunchback escorts Harry to see the Minister of Magic so he can tell him Aunt Marge was deflated and memory wiped, so because he's famous, slap on the wrist, Bob's your uncle. He does, however, warn him not to wander. Harry gets attacked by his Care of Magical Creatures book and then goes to find out that Ronald and Hermione are arguing about her cat chasing scabbers. They all sit down to eat, but Mr. Weasley pulls Harry aside to tell him he's in danger because Sirius Black is after him to avenge Voldemort. What else is new, Arthur? Harry's in danger every year. Whoop-dee-doo! What does it all mean, Arthur? On the train, the crew is attacked by a literal Grim Reaper demon called a Dementor. But the sleeping professor in their car saves Harry from getting his soul sucked out. Dumbledore is a changed man, and the last two years have given him a gruffer outlook. But nonetheless, he is pleasant and introduces Lupin, the guy from the train, as the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Good luck. And Hagrid with a much-deserved promotion to Care of Magical Creatures Professor. I'm sure he's qualified. Happiness can always be found if you turn the lights on when it's dark so you can see the light or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. That's Act 1. That is Act 1. That is Act 1. Oh, there's a lot to like. A lot. First of all, I love how the film opens. Yes. Especially Brilliant. that rendition of Hedwig's theme. Yep. Very good. I love the dark playground. Like, it's creepy. That mm-hmm. bit right there. Love Even that the with the logo stuff bit. moving. Ah. Yes. 
Even it's just a logo, but it still gets you pumped. Like how they present things and like with the light and the. I like how that's also a uh, symbol for what's going to happen later in the movie. It's not just Lumos. It's supposed to be like a Patronum, Expecto Patronum light. Oh yeah, like Patronus yeah. Patronus light. With Question. The I liked how that they did that. Question yeah. for you. Actual question. Is Lumos like such a small, undetected, uh, harmless spell where they don't care if you use that one outside of school? I, it's just lighting up the... Right. Uh, so is that like the, the one where they're like, okay, just the tip and that's okay. You can use that one. Yes. Because it's a flashlight. But... Because it's a flashlight. I mean, flashlight. <laughs> why does it, why can't, doesn't it work? Like, it keeps going out. Like, it's an easy spell. It's Sounds just, like a personal problem. It does. He's under the cover. And Uncle Vernon keeps coming in and checking. And he pretends he's asleep. <laughs> it's like, dude, no, why do you no. care? What if, what if that was an actual metaphor? Oh, it probably is. For when, <laughs> Are we uh, just thinking it that way? This, I, I'm going to say something, and I have to make a disclaimer. I thought this oh, no. when I was their age. When I was their age and it was okay for me to think this. This is what I thought when I <clears throat> first saw this movie as a young teenager. Oh, no. This is when I thought Hermione started getting hot. Same. As a teenager. Yes. Looking back, I'm not saying yep. she is as myself yep. at this age right now. When I was 13... I thought that yeah. another 13-year-old was attractive. I was with you there. I was with you right next to you. Yeah. And now that I'm 30 and she's 30, I find her attractive now as a yes. still my own age. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. But this, yeah, this this first act, it like the Dementors, we get a lot thrown at us. The, the serious black Dementor, element, Dementor. <laughs> douche the design of those things is just incredible it's terrifying you know uh, I th I like their design do their designs remain like this later on I think so. or do they change them a little bit I think I feel like they changed them a little bit do they in later movies maybe we'll have to pay attention to that we'll track it what you fall over for I didn't do it on purpose <laughs> I, a lot of... Well, come on then. Let's not wait for the grass to grow. The shrunken head, not in the book. Not sure why they had that. Not in the that. book. I don't know why. It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't uh, in the book. Yeah, no. I don't... I, they didn't have to add that. I, Comedic effects. And why did they change Tom into a hunchback? I He was know. much better as just a regular barkeep. I never mentioned this earlier on, but I'm going to tell you, I haven't read this book since probably 15 years ago. Whoa. It's been a long time. I'm just long, talking long from time. the movie because he was in But he's in Sorcerer's the book, Stone, though, right? Yeah, but he was in Sorcerer's Stone because he's like, Hagrid, do you want the usual? And he was like a normal functioning... I don't oh, know if, shit. I don't know if he drank some bad water got poisoned or something no thanks tom got official hogwarts business yes i remember now okay are you sure that's tom yes because he's referred to as tom in this it's the same tom different look yeah the 
<laughs> no harm, Harry. Yeah, we don't send people to Azkaban for blowing up their ants. And then the laugh, the... <laughs> I glares at them. I, that always makes me laugh. Me, I, see, I think it's too much. But Fudge always seemed cool Just in the this fudge one. glare. The you know, fudge like, glare. Like, Fudge was like, yeah, he's cool. He's Does down he like, an... yeah, it happens. So we all blow up our ants. Are we to believe he has a freaking office at the Leaky Cauldron? It, hey, it's a wizarding world. Forget he's what you know. He's the minister. He's like the president. Maybe that's not in the... Well, it is, isn't it? Would you like pea soup? Yuck, thanks. No, thanks. But didn't the talking head mention pea soup? I'm not sure, but speaking of about food, did it bug you at all ever? And I get why now that I know how movies are made, but I feel like he could have taken a little bigger bite. Whenever he has the chocolate, he always nibbles that, on it. Like I get it because of some how many takes as an actor. So you don't want to take these huge bites because you're going to be doing that a lot. But take a lemon's chocolate. Just I'd be. I know. Take a substantial bite out of that like, sucker. Make you feel better, okay? And then he chews it like it's a big bite. But minor gripe. It always looked real good, and I just want a chocolate bar. I know, and the way he says it for some reason just it's chocolate. chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Whenever British people say chocolate, it makes me want like five hundred chocolate bars right now. You want to know what I don't like? What? Or what? No, that's, I don't know. If that's the proper way, but just the scream. It's kind of distracting. <laughs> like, at, it's kind of jarring to me. A little bit. I understand it's his mother. It's obviously supposed to be Lily. Yeah. Have some empathy, bro. But it's it's a little goofy. Ah, I don't it's think it's goofy. Ah, I. Will say it. You know, it seemed awkward how Lupin Harry was staged in that voices. car, though. What's that? How, it, it was awkward how Lupin was staged in that car. Kind of like a hobo. N- not like a j- train that. hobo. It just seemed he seemed awkward. Like, okay, let's take this car. Like, I know that's how it is in the story. It's the only one. Like the rest are full. But just the way he is sitting there, like. It's like I, he, they, yeah, they were making a point. With, yeah. They were making a, a point to not show his face, but to have him be there. Yeah, it's just weird. It always kind of... See, I have no point of reference because I don't remember the book. I'm not so. even referencing like the book. Just the way he's sitting with this blanket up over his... Right. Like, clearly, he's going to be a player in a minute. But it just seemed like they were trying too hard to... Make it like, oh, this guy, is he going to... Mm-hmm. And then when he reveals himself, you know, wah, wah. At the scene. Wah, wah. <laughs> Just like that. He turned into Waluigi. Chocolate. Eat this. Chocolate man. <laughs> Expecto. Coconum. Because cocoa. Because chocolate. <laughs> it's chocolate. It'll make you feel better. Eat it. Oh, dude. If you'll okay. excuse me, I have to have a word with the driver. And then he gets up there. What the fuck kind of operation are you running? There are children on here and you're stopping? Why the fuck are you stopping? There are innocent kids on here. I had to use a Patronus spell that I haven't used in 20 years. I wasn't even sure if it was going to work. And you're just da-da-da driving along. Are we broken down, sir? 
keep driving. Yep. There are dementors all over here. They're trying. To, how did one get on the fucking train? They sucked the driver's soul out. <laughs> yeah, he gets. Oh, up you're there not and serious, Black. <laughs> they said, "Oh, it's you're a, not serious, Black." <laughs> it's a dementor Take your soul just back. driving. And they spit it back out. <laughs> no, check this. It's a dementor <laughs> driving the train. He looks back at oh. Loop and he goes, "Ain't much better in here, kid." No, no. <laughs> it does that. Sorry. I'll just head back to my car. No, uh, okay, but seriously about the apparition. They call it the him. apparition on the train, on the soundtrack. How, what a masterful buildup, though. Yeah, the freezing. With the, hand, with, the, with the train shaking and stopping, why have we stopped? And then the rain and the lights flickering. It turns into horror all of a sudden. And the oh, hand yeah. on the window. I'll say something hand about the hand. The Ron keeps his hand on the window an awkward amount of Too time. Long. Like, why? Take your hand off there. Like, what are you feeling for? The pulse you of the train? Would, he would take it off the minute the window pane started to frost. Like, ah, that's really cold. Like, Yeah, ah, shit. What? Yeah, that's it's cold. Like icy hot. Yeah, like, move your hand, Ron. But they had to show it there. They to, had to visualize. Or, like, show the ice sooner. And the the I always it's always satisfying seeing the 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 what is that in the bottle is that water? Um, on the train or you is mean? that like it almost looks like vodka? That's probably bottle. water. But there are how no rules freezes. in Wizard World. It's always satisfying how that freezes to me. And the best part is when it goes all silent and you just hear this like, and then the hand grabs the door. Opens the door. Oh man, it's so good. It's so music. Just the shuddering strings and the how it elevates and it keeps building later on in the movie that same musical idea. Yeah, their their it's musical, uh, I guess theme. The Dementor music is very haunting. I think it's supposed to be abstract sounding, not really a definite like motif, but very kind of just haunting and stirring yeah but masterfully done on the train that's a great sequence the Aunt Marge sequence that's funny it's just fun yeah if there's Played something by wrong with the bitch, the bitch there's, there's something, something wrong, wrong with, with the pup, pup. Shut, shut up, up. <laughs> shut up let me tell you <laughs> oh and then her finger yeah <laughs> Great Played scene. By I like how they inject that little bit of humor in there with the buttons flying off. And I almost feel a, that's played by Mrs. Trunchable. Yes. I just had her name here uh, Pam Ferris. Oops. Pam Ferris. Who I think she's in. Uh, I thought I saw her in <laughs> Children of Men. I thought she was in that movie. And you know what? Matilda, obviously. Yeah, Matilda. She's trunchbull. She, she plays, is in Children of Men. She plays a mean old like her very well because um, she, like if you've ever heard an interview with it, like I was watching that Matilda, um, like where they had that tea party with the cast years later, mm -hmm. you know, the, the reunion. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that? I have actually no I haven't. I'm lying. I haven't. She is 
just like the sweetest lady in real life. Like mm-hmm. just the sweetest. And she plays this. You want a little drop of brandy? You want a little drop of brandy? Brandy? Yeah, that dog. Her <laughs> dog. <laughs> what a. Ah, ripper! <laughs> <laughs> Marge, I'm it's sorry. A... Marge! Marge! And then Harry just. Just. <laughs> And then you see her in the background when he leaves, just still floating up there. Yeah. It reminds me of you Andy. You bring her back, you make her right. Andy from The Office, when uh, he's in the sumo suit. You know what episode I'm talking about? The beach games? Yeah. Yep. And then he falls in the water and he's just floating in the background. <coughs> that. That's what it reminds me of. Maybe this scene inspired that. I wouldn't be surprised even in a little bit. I didn't. Put, I didn't make any notes for this first act. I didn't. I haven't been making notes. I'm kind of just. I have a lot of notes for the going next. Going by act. what I remember, going by what I noticed in the movie, but I remember specifically in one of the books. It might have been this one. They mentioned that Dudley had a PlayStation. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. But in this, it's just it's TV, which they made a point to show, like that was a change. Like TV was kind of. He was at an age mm-hmm. where he was watching TV more. And he had a TV in every room. So, like, when he went to get his food, this was touched on more in the book. But when he went to get his food, he wouldn't have to go all the way back to, like, the living room to finish watching TV. He could just get his food in the kitchen, sit, there's a TV in the kitchen. Because, mm-hmm. you know, lazy. One thing I want to point out. Yeah. Really cool. Anyway. Really cool little detail when Arthur Weasley is telling Harry about Sirius Black, he keeps moving. Like, he's not just telling him in one space. And at first I'm like, why are they doing that? Just to kind of show cool camera work. But it's because he doesn't know who's listening. So if he moves constantly down like a hall and in a different spot, then people can't listen in on the conversation and get the whole thing that he's telling Harry because he just it's it like he doesn't want to make oh, yeah. it known to everybody else and worry everybody so just he's constantly he's moving to eat to a different he's pillar. trying to be dis- discreet yeah yeah and it's just a, a little cool bit. little strategy also like Harry you should have stopped him Art, Mr. Weasley let me stop you I'm in danger yeah uh, that's my life so just cut to why and and we can move on <laughs> Don't go Spencer. looking for him. Okay, once again, I won't. Once again, who am I? Who are who you? Who am I? Right. Hey, check out the scar. I know. Check I'm out always the scar. You're, ta- you're preaching to the choir, Mr. Weasley. Come on. <sighs> what is it this who year? Defeat- who defeated Voldemort twice now? Huh? Yep. Well, this guy, he is not Voldemort. Cool. Probably well, this guy's way wand. worse. <laughs> How? He broke out of prison. Right? So he probably doesn't have a wand on him. He's the only yeah. one who was able to do it. Yeah, I can handle it. Uh, Don't oh, go Spencer, looking for another... him. Okay, I won't. All right. All right, Why Ron, would Hermione. I go look for somebody that wants to kill me? I don't know, because you've done it two years in a row, you dipshit. Just don't. <laughs> Please, this time. That's true. We but know in you. His, in his Stop. defense, he... Okay, but in his defense, he didn't know it was Voldemort both those times. Still... And I guess the proper way to pronounce it is Voldemort. 
Yeah, I don't buy the it. The T is silent. Not how I say it. But an interesting thing to note about that scene in the Leaky Cauldron when mm-hmm. they're at breakfast. The way you're talking about how they how they shot it and everything, how he keeps moving. That poster of Sirius Black, I think, is always in the shot as they're moving. I think I noticed there's always that that lingering presence of Sirius Black, like he's there but he's not there through the wanted poster. Yeah, because nobody knows where he is. You know, he could be in there, he could be hiding, and the poster's kind of kind of symbolizing that. I like how they intentionally they frame it that way when they're at the very beginning of that shot when they're at the far end of the in depth in the screen ways, and then in the fore background foreground they have that poster on the pillar and it's kind of yep. in, it's supposed to draw your eye there because his Sirius is like screaming in the picture which I don't know why he's doing that if he's innocent because he's a madman he's he he knows he's innocent he shouldn't be in there so then he's why mad. is he behaving like a madman also that those pictures could be doctored to make him look worse that's true that's it's true. like this like a true. magic version of photoshop <laughs> Well, magic shop. I don't. That was stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah, idiot. Get out Just of here. Kidding. Another thing I noticed during that Oops. tracking shot, that moving shot. Another great example of a long take. Yeah, a long continuous take. One long performance where you don't. You're not cutting back and forth to kind of maybe disguise a bad take or switching between takes. It's all in one take, almost theatrical. In mm-hmm. that in that sense, and that happens a few more times in the movie, but I noticed that Percy was getting like tea in the background, and there was like a teapot, um, pouring the tea into the cup, and you could kind of tell that it was disguising somebody or something like a mechanism, pouring the teapot, and oh. then it would go back almost like you're at a theme park. That's what it kind of looked like. Oh, I gotcha. But they they move away from it so well that you can't even tell. What kind of can right. tell but it's just it's a cool effect and i like how there's all this activity going on in the background but we're in this intimate conversation another fun little thing that i was like is it's professor rj lupin and she, he's like you really do know everything and she's like yes but can you fucking one Some time tag Ronald. just know your surroundings don't be an idiot can you do that it's on his briefcase Ron really is portrayed as a... A doof. A doofus. Does... When Dumbledore speaks in this movie, I feel like whatever his last line in the scene is, is always like a poem or something. Like, it's just it's, weird that he... I, they had to shoehorn that in right. there. Um, yeah, here's our new teachers. We got him and him. And day by day, he gazed upon her. <laughs> Light is Toby, shown. I want to see... Toby Maguire play <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> Toby Maguire, the part of Albus Dumbledore will now be played. Okay, hey, what's Toby the line? Maguire. It, it was the power of love, Harry. It, it, I love uh, light. Uh, Gellert. No, but just the way he talked, <laughs> like light will always be found for those who. Yeah. Oh I, shit! I forgot. Hold on. But yeah, Hagrid's. You got a it on the podium now. right there. It's on the podium right there. Yeah, Hagrid. He's a professor now. Uh, oh, we we keep mentioning the the Dementors. The reason that they're around is because Sirius Black is 
has broken out of prison. The Dementors guard the prison. They don't know shit from chocolate Shinola. cereal. So if if you get in their way, they're just going to suck you dry. Doesn't matter. Okay. They're not a reliable We're... guard. Like, they're not good guys or bad guys. They're just evil... Is this Happy, Norm McDonald delivering this speech? Joyless, <laughs> joyless. <laughs> they're bastards. just gonna suck you dry. They're joyless and... bastards, but they're around the school. Dumbledore is not happy about it. He did not want them there, but no. they're there because well, I wouldn't plan. either. Look at the weather they keep bringing with them. No kidding. And by the way, he never even thanks them for their performance. They were they recited all summer for that performance and he, they leave the stage and he's just like let us welcome our new blah 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 our new term and it's like you didn't even thank the choir you didn't even thank professor flitwick which he wasn't F- professor flitwick at the time it was just warwick davis playing a conductor that uh, wasn't originally thing. flitwick i do not like how he looks going forward no he reminds I... me of my uncle one of my uncles that and his haircut it i don't like how he looks his semi bowl cut it's look not with the twirly mustache a good look i hate Every, it the scene that i always reminds me of him is from the next movie you idiot <laughs> when hagrid stabs him with the fork i don't remember that i'll have to we'll when talk bow battens walks in with the giant headmistress and it's he's coming like back infatuated We'll talk he about it. He stabs him in the hand. It's funny. But why but, did why would they change how he looked and that much? Like I, I honestly didn't realize it was up. Flitwick until the very last movie when he's referred to his name. I'm like, is that a new Whoa, professor? Professor Flitwick, I didn't even recognize you there, of course. And you, Dumbledore, didn't recognize you either. And you uh, Who's your tailor? <laughs> who's your barber? Kill him! Don't bad haircut. <laughs> just terrible. Terrible redesign. Don't like it. it you don't like it. I I'm I don't Uncle mind Cleo. it. I just I want him to I want I would it would it would have been better for it to be consistent, but whatever. It it's He looks ba- he looks more okay. like a flitwick in the first one that oh, well done, that little goblin looking. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Old, well done, Miss Granger. Just Miss Granger's yuck. done it. Splendid. Oh, yay, yeah. you boy, I'm a Keebler elf. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> I've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go to my tree house with my two brothers. Keebler elf. Uh, yeah, okay. thanks, Keebs. We're good. <laughs> It is kind of reminiscent of the the Papa Keebler or whatever his name is. Papa Keebs. Is his name Elmer? Maybe. I can look anyway, up the Keebler elf names. No, I think, I'm not. not so there's to. a stylistic thing that Alfonso likes to do with the sh- with handheld camera. Yep. I'm a sucker for handheld, yes. I think the only handheld shot in this movie is the one where Harry's leaving the Dursleys after the big dinner drama and he's dragging his trunk downstairs and he pulls his wand wand out on uh, Vernon. (laughs) You're not allowed to use magic outside of school. You know what? Try at this point. 
He's like, I'll blow you up. Boom! No cap. <laughs> right? They say that? <laughs> no, I'd... Well, to be fair, if I were Vernon, I'd be pissed off, too. I mean, you blew up his sister, and now she could... She literally could... Serious trouble. She could have got hit by a plane or Superman. Bummer. Missed out. I, I actually kind of felt bad for Aunt Marge. I I'm not going to lie. A little bit. I felt a little bad, even though she was acting like a... You. Clean this up. Like, uh-uh. That's... No. You... Uh-uh. No, don't worry, Petunia. I've got a very firm grip. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, this Oh, yeah. Dish. Do they beat you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been yeah. beaten loads, loads of times. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a funny delivery. Vernon's just like, you better... Oh, yeah, I get beaten loads of times. Sometimes five times a day. <laughs> sometimes in my sleep. Yeah, and sometimes I just do it myself. They called me Credence. What? I'm just referencing Fantastic Beasts. I actually watched that last oh. night, the first one. Is it any good better? Movie. It's good. Okay. The first one's good. All the right. second one was okay. I don't remember the first one. I think it's really well done, actually. The first one is. I'm actually it has a premise. not super looking forward to the next one. Like, it's a movie that's coming out. It's kind of the way the marketing's been. I mean, it kind of just. Like, it's just another movie. Me. Yep. It kind of reminds me of. Um, although this turned out to be a very good movie, but Free Guy, how that movie was just. Yeah. It was supposed to come out, but then... No, 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 no. Let me take that back. Let me actually take that back. It reminds me of Morbius. That's been done for years, it oh. seems like. And we've seen trailers, and it's like... <laughs> now it's just finally coming out. And it's or like, are we... Top Gun Maverick. Is this movie really still happening? Okay, That it is. movie was supposed to come out in 2020. <laughs> the pandemic really shoved those. They're just like, hey, remember us? We're still here. Yeah, we don't care. I remember when we were talking about James Bond, and you're like, ah, I think it'll be fine. I will be able to do it. And then you're like, uh, let me just sidebar and apologize. If you want to show <laughs> growth and see two different types of of people as one person, but um, the right way, you can listen to me talk about the pandemic when we did that. Because I was just thought it was the dumbest thing. Like, why would you close that theater? And now I'm like, all right. Listen, I get, I get it. it. I get it. I get it. It makes sense. Hey, Spencer. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Don't say who's there. Housekeeping. <laughs> I'll come back later. I didn't understand, like, wh who, what was going on. And also, why are they reading the Monster Book of Monsters? That book is scary. I guess Haggard's more familiar with monsters, but you'd think they would read... Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Right! Instead, you know? That uh, seems like it's the quintessential book on magical creatures. On the map, the Marauder's map later, I don't remember when because I didn't catch it this time, but I know at some point Newt Scamander's name is on there. Oh, so he's at Hogwarts. It might be in trip. the credits. might be in the credits. He's going to talk to Dumbledore again. Also in the credits, there are two people uh, like making out or... Fucking in a corner. Like you see two in sets of feet. On the Marauder's map. Ah. You see two sets of feet. 
facing each other, like on top of each other. Two students getting frisky. Oh, let's give yeah. props to Stuart Craig again, returning production designer. Once again, For fantastic everything. work. Yes, yes, yes. Except there's a lot of changes that... Well, we can talk about it later, too, just how the setting changed a little bit, how Hogwarts yeah. looks a little different. Well, different. Well, they put Gryffindor common room in just a non-logical place. Like, at the end well, of a staircase instead of a hallway. Like, what? Why change that? And what? The, the fat lady portrait, instead of being, like, just in a hall... Oh! It's at the, oh, it's right. at the intersection of two of the stairways. Like, why change right. that? It's weird. It's a weird change, but... Fortuna Major. I also like how oh, right. they can wear clothes now. <laughs> regular clothes. And I, yeah. J.K. Rowling had to be consulted about that because uh, they were trying to get him out of those uniforms, like, through the whole movie. Yeah, smart. Um, uh, I think it's okay. She was like, well, for academic time, it's o like, it's okay to be in the uniforms, obviously, but if you're on personal time, they can wear their own clothes. Well, and I like that. It was also a thing uh, Alfonso studied, like, schools in Britain or something like that. And he said that the students, they wear uniforms at boarding schools and that sort of culture. And they ad adjust the uniform based on their personality. So they might loosen the tie up. They might unbutton it. They might Ron's wear it a certain are rolled way. Up. And that's how he told like all the kids, all the students to wear their uniforms. Like, How would you wear it? How I would wouldn't. you guys wear your uniforms? Well, I would tie mine around my head. Well, we can't do that. Well, it's a little too on. Don't be a dumbass. How, how would you wear it uh, like a normal person? Oh, like just rolling the sleeves up or something? Yeah, like rolling the sleeves up or something. So, yeah. Do, does the does the Gryffindor Tower scene bleed into Act One? Is that with the, the candies? End? Yeah, I have that start in Act Two, so we can actually okay. go to Act Two. We've we've covered okay. Act One pretty good. Um, so. Um, Wait, wait, there's something that just propped into my mind. Oh, one thing moving forward we can talk about and think about. Um, just all the the attention to detail. Like in performances going on in the background. In some of the choices, the directing choices that he tells some of the students how they, how they should react and behave. Uh. Things from the portraits on the wall on the grand staircase, that sort of thing. You can notice Sir Cadogan in the background. Mm -hmm. He was originally supposed to have a larger role in the movie, I think. I think most of his scenes got cut. Boo. But you can see him like pop in in the background, like in some of the moving portraits. It's kind of cool. But just yeah. the... I love the attention to detail throughout this whole movie and the little things like that. It's the little things. faintest idea, Harry, how this map came to be in your possession. But quite frankly, I am astounded that you didn't hand it in. 
Did it never occur to you that this, in the hands of Sirius Black, is a map to you? No. Yes, sir. You know, your father never set much store by the rules either, but he and your mother gave their lives to save yours. And gambling their sacrifice by wandering around the castle, unprotected, with a killer on the loose, seems to me a pretty poor way to repay them. Now, I will not cover up for you again, Harry. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. I want you to return to your dormitory and stay there. And don't take any detours. If you do, I shall know. Professor, just so you know, I don't think that map always works. Earlier on, it showed someone in the castle. Someone I know to be dead. Oh, really? And who might that be? Peter Pettigrew. That's not possible. It's just what I saw. All right, act two. The boys of Gryffindor take candies that make them have animal sounds. So bath salts, probably. The Dement This is actually probably where Act 1 actually ends. But the Dementors keep a close watch on the school because Sirius Black escaped Azkaban. Next, the trio find themselves in the bullshit class of divination with... The one professor you made fun of for believing her mood is affected by her astrological sign and where the moon is in relation to how many grains of sand are caught in her toes. Well, turns out she made a career out of this belief and the kids are reading tea grounds. Harry is marked for death, uh, as he always is, with the grim, which is a dog, like a, uh, a black dog, appearing in Ron's tea that he reads him. Hermione materializes out of thin air and claims she's been there the whole time. Ron's dumb, but he's not that dumb. Okay, he is. He accepts it. <laughs> Hagrid teaches his first class, and it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Lucky for him, Hogwarts gives zero to little shits about safety, so after Malfoy bullies Harry about Dementors, Harry meets Buckbeak the Hippogriff, he takes a little flight around the grounds, and then Malfoy gets scratched a little bit on his arm because he's coaxed Buckbeak on. Hermione shows a little too much concern for him, and Hagrid takes him to the hospital. This kid sucks. Sirius Black was sighted, and that's it. Finally, some competency in defense against the Dark Arts. Lupin introduces a Bogart, Bogart, Bogart? Bogart, Bogart. Humphrey? It's a shapeshift it's a shapeshifting <laughs> thing to the class that takes the form of whatever you're most afraid of when it comes to Harry. It takes the shape of a Dementor, so Lupin steps in and it changes to a full moon that he makes into a balloon. Curious. McGonagall finds a rule that she decides to follow regarding Harry when she doesn't let him go to Hogsmeade without a permission slip. But she has no problem buying him a broom, making him the youngest ever seeker, giving him light detention for driving a flying car, but this crosses the line. That's my final word. Yeah, it, it would be inappropriate? Okay. We don't talk about appropriate? Gotcha. Lupin has a heart-to-heart -heart with Harry and reveals he and his mom and his dad were close friends. The fat lady portrait is gone. Well, not the portrait, but her. She's scared. She's in Africa because Sirius Black is in the castle and attacked her painting. 
Snape subs for Lupin and teaches about werewolves. Harry almost dies from a Dementor at a Quidditch game, and his broom gets destroyed by the Whomping Willow and all the chaos. He asks Lupin for help against the Dementors. Harry receives the Marauder's Map from the Weasley Twins that gives him access to Hogwarts and all who is in it and where they are at all times. He sneaks into Hogsmeade and steals Neville's lollipop and just walks around in the invisibility cloak, in and out of buildings, opening doors in broad daylight, like it's normal. The fuck you doing, you reckless moron? He overhears McGonagall and Minister Fudge talk about how Sirius Black betrayed his parents and then he is his godfather. Harry cries and then learns... Not a good cry. Harry cries and then learns Expecto Patronum from Lupin to protect against the Dementors. The Marauder's map shows Peter Pettigrew, who is supposedly dead and apparently was the Potter's friend. uh, Harry investigates and gets caught by Snape and Lupin bails him out but scolds him for having the map. Hermione punches Malfoy and then they visit Hagrid and get rushed out. Buckbeak gets sentenced to death. He gets beheaded, maybe. And Ron gets dragged into the Whomping Willow by the Grim. The Grim is here. And I think I ended Act 2 a little sooner than when it actually ended, but that's just where I did it. After he gets drugged into the yeah, drugged? and then and then I just put like <laughs> no. all the shrieking shack stuff and the time travel stuff all in Act Three, so it wasn't like ten minutes long. Okay, okay. There it is. That shot of the Dementors <gasps> outside, terrifying, mm. beautiful, dark. I love it. But the next shot I really like, with the the little bird, with the and then the fucking tree kills it. Fuck your feathers. It was like that scene in Shrek. She makes it explode. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. They got, they took his version. Oh, it's just the legs. Yeah, we'll use that. We'll use that in this movie. Okay. And I'm about to start. One thing I want to say. Shrek. Sorry. Listen, I get why McGonagall won't like chooses this rule to follow because they don't want Harry wandering around with this with Sirius Black around because they think he's after him specifically. But just her That's logic, why. the way she worded it, I didn't like because she That's her she was excuse. like, well, that would be inappropriate. And I'm like, oh, let's talk about being inappropriate. You bought this kid a broom. He's in your house, and you well, with your money chose him to be the seeker. You have it was money with your money on on Quidditch, obviously. It's Albus, not inappropriate. I, I used his money, Albus. No, I you didn't. I cannot do Maggie Smith. I'm sorry. That's awful. What's am I to do with this? I can't. Okay. <laughs> I can't do it either. <laughs> During the Quidditch game, did that other seeker just die? No. <laughs> Just zap dead. You know what? Dumbledore he gets saved zapped. him too. He, he gets zapped and he looks like that lady from Liar Liar. Hey, Mr. Reed! Whoa! <laughs> Did you do something to your hair? It's a bit extreme, isn't it? No, that's the that's the thing nowadays. Well, he said it would accent my facial features. Oh, that's what it does. It completely accents your facial features. <laughs> we just have to go to my office now. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Yes, I've watched this movie a lot. Oh, it keeps attention from your face. 
Whatever it takes to focus off your head. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I got to watch that movie. I even need to get the lines down. Oh, my gosh. I could, cite, I could quote the entire thing. But do, we won't do that do, today. I do think it's cool with the Gryffindor Tower, like the guys in the tower, how it's kind of just yeah showing students being students, showing guys like dinking around, hanging out, playing with like their ties around their head and yeah. eating candies and doing animal noise. It's just having fun as you would do. Let me ask you this as a sound guy. Did it bother you that the 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 animal noises seemed a bit detached from, from the, the scene. in the world? Yeah, like it didn't seem like it was coming out of their mouths. Like it kind of took over the entire well, track. Well, Spencer, that's cuz it's not in real life. Well, no, but you know I what know. I mean, right? It's kind of distracting. Yeah, Spencer, they edit those sounds in to the I, movie. In I'm going to punch you through the computer. <laughs> ah, ow. Yeah. How Actually, did you I do that? Him. Magic. I, I flicked him. <laughs> computer puncho. You prick. You know who that just sounded like? Who? You? <laughs> What's the guy, the, oh, the actor's name from uh, Grumpy Old Men? Walter Matthau. Expecto uh, Pancho. <laughs> but he would be making fun of magic. Hey, too. dickhead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the legend. That's when he's not on his medication. <laughs> he could be anywhere. Uh, um, moping around, talking to trees, hanging out by those those gay bars, going hanging out with those bars where the men take their clothes off. Is this grumpy old man? No, I know. I'm getting sidetracked. Sidebar, oh. sidebar. No, I was asking if that's what that was from. Yes, that is I wasn't when the being... guy in the beginning, okay. they're trying to find Jack Lemon Gustafson. He's like, do you know where John Gustafson is? And he's standing right in front of him. He's like, do I know? Uh, well, perhaps. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's been years and years and years. Probably 20 plus years since I've watched those movies. Oh, they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, River so what I'm learning is classes at Hogwarts last an average of three minutes like unless there was stuff yeah before, that was bullcrap unless there was stuff before the Boggart the Bogart which that could be the case maybe they didn't lead with that they did it's some a Boggart, reading first a Boggart a Boggart a Boggart but what other classes either way, it's just these classes they're two well, minutes I'll tell you one thing I appreciate at least in those two minutes we actually are learning something finally in the last ones we get into the other class well no 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 no. I'm sorry my mistake in Flitwick's class we learned oh, Wingardium yeah. Leviosa that's the first one broom, broom flying class you learn how to fly a broom Second movie, you just have the transfiguration class with her basically lecturing about Hogwarts history. It turns into a history lesson. Yep, and then that's all. Potions. The Fame one class they probably learn things. Everything. Is it? So the. Um, also, I gotta. Okay, okay. Go say say what you're gonna say. The, can, Let's keep going. Let's why keep going. can magic not fix a broomstick? I don't think magic works when you're trying to fix magical items. Like they need like to be charmed or they need to be bewitched after they're made. Uh, and you can't just... Yeah, but why? It's like you can't, re you can't repair a wand with another wand. Yeah, why though? 
Why is that a rule? It's, it's a law. It's one of the laws of magic in the, like this it. wizarding world. Magic. But the Elder Wand can do it because that's, Ooh. you know, it's the Elder Wand. The Elder Wand. What's the Elder Wand? Hmm. Uh, um. Stupid. Okay, okay, okay. One second. Where Harry talks about we? his dad like he knew him. He never really knew his dad. No. And I get what? defending him, but when he's like, when Snape catches him and he's like, you're like your father strutting about, and he's like, my dad didn't strut. If I was Snape, I'm like, and how the hell would you I know? actually knew him. You, you have no quit. idea, you little <laughs> shit bag kid. He did strut. I will tell you this. Will I give him credit later on in life? He matured? Yeah. But let me just say he did. And you wouldn't know if he did or not. The pictures yeah, that, you're seeing are when he was an adult. That line kind of made me chuckle a little bit. He didn't strut. Oh, and you would My know? My dad didn't strut. And neither do I. You Now, I would appreciate it if you lowered your wand. You're going to talk to a teacher that way? That's 50 it, points from Gryffindor. Look. And then he turns into Bender from Breakfast Club. You want some more? Yeah. Well, that's like say, like you don't get <laughs> that's to another decide 50 points. if you're strutting or not. That's like when somebody's like, "Hey, man, you're being kind of a dick," and you say, "No, I'm not." That's not up to you. If you are, you are. You don't get to Put decide if you are out. or not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also the sounds of like all the paintings sleeping and snoring and stuff. Love that. Love it too. I love that. I just like how just their dialogue is edited i guess or mastered or produced yeah. it just sounds it has a sound almost a warmer sound i don't know how to explain it, it just sounds pleasant to me we've been but, talking about a lot about minor little details we haven't even talked about hagrid's class we got the hippogriff they fly i know um when Hermione, uh, draco malfoy plays 2000's worst anime asshole yeah with that haircut yeah <laughs> yeah but also, why is Hermione so concerned? He scratched his arm a little I bit. I know. I I watched. He's the gonna scene. go to the hospital right now. Like first of I all, know. why do you care? Well, I, I'm the teacher. I better go do it. But and they better not park on the beach. I told him not to park there. <laughs> but he, he scratched his arm. It didn't even gash him. There's no blood. I mean, we know that that's Malfoy's thing. Me. It's killed me. Like that's Malfoy's thing is he he's trying to I get know. him fired so he's really he's a little overplaying bitch. it. He is a little bitch. Like when he gets a, uh, the shrieking Shrek, the shrieking Shrek, the Shrek and Shrek, <laughs> the sugar Shrek, the shrieking Shrek, the, the sugar cane. I can't say it. Shrieking like, Shack. The shrieking Shack. To oh. the shrieking track is a little old place <laughs> where <laughs> meet up with our supposed shriek killers. Shack, baby, shriek shack, shriek shack, shack, baby. <laughs> um, the laugh track over Hermione's oh. laughing. Not that's another thing. What laugh track? Not well, just the the ADR of the fake Hermione laughing? laughing while Hermione's. It doesn't match it. When she says Howie. Yes. It makes me cringe every time. Uh. <laughs> and her face is <laughs> like she's okay. guys. All right. You kids haven't learned yet how to fake laugh or cry. So maybe let's okay, not have them do Okay. Back that. to that crying scene. <laughs> I'll credit. 
<laughs> credit to Daniel Radcliffe. He was that this bad. Early days in acting, but I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. And this, you're going to say, Harry cries, and this is how I imagine you. Not a good crier, by He's the way. Not. not a good crier. No tears. <laughs> He was that fat. I know. And I, I kind of laughed during the movie at that scene. It's like, you're not supposed to laugh, but I could just hear your voice in my ear saying that. And it is not a good cry. No. I'm sorry. It's like a half, like, I'll, I would say cut. Okay, Daniel. Okay. Can you do better? Do what Spielberg did. Tell Drew Barrymore that you killed her dog wow. to get her to cry. Wow. That's what he did. Uh, yikes. How are you going to get a genuine crying reaction? From Daniel Radcliffe. Threaten. Um, In 20 years, you're going to play a dead body a dead body that farts and acts like a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Use it. Um, we should also, because I didn't cover I'm going to kill him. So Peter Pettigrew was a part of the, of the crew, the Friends, Lupin and Sirius and James. Well, they were called something. The Marauders. They were called the Marauders. I thought they were called some something else. No, the else. Marauders. But uh, he he was their friend. The legend is Sirius Black betrayed him and and killed Peter Pettigrew, leaving only his finger. Okay, but we find out much A later. A single finger was all that was left. He didn't kill Peter Pettigrew. He destroyed him. Now <laughs> give me some more. How does how does Madame Rosmerta, which is kind of attract, she is kind of attractive, by the way. Yeah, she's a babe. Hermione's like Ron has the sweets for her, and so do I. But <laughs> okay, Ewan. <laughs> but she doesn't know any of this history. This is another scene where you have exposition, and they're trying to work it into the movie to make it natural. But it's just you think she would know that being around as long as she has been she would know the story of Sirius Black and Peter Pettigrew you yeah, would figure you would think but you'd also think that Neville would get up and be like whoa the fuck something just stole my lollipop <laughs> also Patrick from Spongebob also, some flatfoot just stole my lollipop well, like it is just floating like Harry what are you doing which one of you flatfoots if you get uh, caught he's not being very indiscriminate is he well like he walked or right into the room there what are three saying? people it's not like it's a crowded tavern he does do that too but when he goes to listen in on McGonagall and Fudges and Rose Merritt whatever her name is Ross it's Merkel. just those three and he just opens the door, and they just look at the door and close it. Like, why are they? Why do they not question? Like, hey, why is she that so important to tell all this opened. to? That door. Well, I'm not even worried about that. But none of them are like, hey. Uh, oh, how the door just. Y'all well, saw it's that, a draft. Right? A door I just. Have, I expected her to say that line. Just oh, there's a draft in well, here. It must have been the wind. No. A <laughs> uh, thing. Okay. Are you from Skyrim? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Must have been the wind. <laughs> We'd, uh, what else do we... Wind's howling. What else oh, do we see here? No, um, no, but that's something I just thought of. Were they just going to the three broomsticks to just shoot the shit and have a drink? Or why are they there? Yeah. Why? And do you notice that fudge steps in a little fudge outside there? Ah, a little poopy. They added a little sound yep. effect, too. Like <laughs> yep, straight out of Star Wars, yep. Oh. Oh, I like the... I also laughed at the... When uh, 
they're chasing after Harry when he finds out he was the he's my godfather. He runs out, he sees the footsteps, runs through the carolers. Hermione's just barging through the carolers and they're <clears throat> she runs through them, knocks them all over. Excuse me, excuse me, whatever. And then Ron's just like, Merry Christmas. Thanks, you guys sound beautiful. This act we get he, the He's acting like he's acting like the spouse that's like the nice spouse when when their couple or their their other half does something wrong and they're kind of apologizing for and them. Like embarrassed, like oh, uh, he Merry does Christmas. This. Yeah, she's yeah. sorry. She's she's a little <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Woohoo. We we missed our oh, flight. What I else is there? I appreciate the little do you notice you There's see it more later on but Dumbledore knows what's going on the entire time with everything like he's he's stalling the minister when they get outside mm-hmm. and just like making conversations oh. to give time to the time travelers I love that he's such a powerful and this that's touched on more in the next in the next act but he's such a powerful wizard that it kind of doesn't even matter to him. No. I guess. Because he can know what, he knows what they're doing. He suggests it. So I guess if you know what it's what's going on. Then you know. But the way they deal with time travel in this movie is very kind of, very interesting. Yeah, I like it I love it, how they stress. If you see yourself, it could totally like fuck you up. Yeah, well, like, what else is new? We just fought Voldemort, so... I mean, that's another, it, cre- it cre- well, if you see yourself, it creates a paradox. <clears throat> yeah. So that's why. And that's a, th- a basic rule of time travel. Also, why is she so special that she gets the time turner just to take more classes? Well, yes, that's why. What, Remember is she going to graduate book? early? I don't know. But clearly she has, she should have just, I don't know. If she didn't want to take divination, couldn't, couldn't, isn't this kind of like a college? Is that an elective or are you forced to take divination? I, I imagine know. you might be you might be able to treat that as an elective. Yeah, why would she do take it? Then it? Don't do it. Don't go into the class and put a frown on your face and disrespect the teacher. Well, like the teacher's did. a whack And you job. would expect Hermione not to behave that way because she's very respectful of the academic process. And here she is in the class... Oh, uh, I'm going to mock you by saying, what do you see in the crystal ball? Oh, uh, the grim. No, your heart's about as dry as the pages which you cling to or whatever. What a great line. What a great line. Emma Thompson, everybody. Fantastic. Just getting the big hitters in this movie. Oh, let me see. Let me see. (laughs) How's your grandmother? I don't know. Is she doing well? well? Let's find out. Let's see. Looks at his hand. Ooh, Oop. I wouldn't be so sure of that. Ooh. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the glasses. She just, she just goes through. Okay, here I can read these real quick. <laughs> Grandma's dead. Your dog's about to die. You're going to win the lottery. You're pregnant. Um, You're going to fail this class. You're going to do well. Uh, she turns into Fletcher Reed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Slut. And um, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're going to step in dog poop later. Douche. Oh, and uh, just so you know, you might want to take in some Tums now because later tonight, it's taco night. Uh, 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 Spiders. I will say. They want me to tap dance. They want me to tap dance. They want me to tap dance. 
Tell, tell those spiders, spiders Ron. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell them. I love that. <laughs> I'll say when Harry takes the crystal ball back up and she like talks, flips like out. all like possessed. Yeah. That creeps me out. Freaks you out. You, you don't know, like that stuff. You know how I am with that kind of stuff. But when like all the multiple voices, I'm just like, once more. <laughs> huh. what, 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 what does it do, boy? What? what? Nothing. 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 Now. And then he turns into Homer Simpson receding into the bush. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you're not going to believe what I just heard, but... I like how they keep playing with that. You you mentioned Hermione keeps popping up, and they're like, how does she get here? How does she get here? I love how I've been here keep, the whole time, Rod. They keep playing with that the whole movie. And for somebody who hadn't read the book... It's kind of a fun little thing to kind of lead up to where they're going. Yeah. With that, it's with pretty the time obvious, though. Like, if I'm Ron, I'm like, Bahol-shahit, dude. But in the You haven't point been out, there the whole time. They never point out that she's wearing that necklace the whole movie, practically. No, like, in, in Hagrid's class, when she, she's got it on, when they take their robes off and whatever, and they're just wearing their, their dress shirts, she's wearing it. But... Um, I, I like how they kind of playfully include that in the movie without spelling it out. Just kind of like, oh, she keeps reappearing and disappearing. One minute she's not there, one minute she is. And it's if you haven't read the books, it becomes a mystery to you. And you, it's another thing that you want to learn about. Yep. But how can I be in two places at once? Oh, I don't know. Maybe tell us. Cause uh, I don't were. know. Maybe time travel. Oh, don't be... Uh-uh. No, no. I'm not going to let you make me think I'm... No. No, no. Spencer. Time travel. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I see this as a total win. But Scott's he's a, a baby. baby. Okay, now He'll he's grow. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think I peed my pants. I'm not sure if it was the old me or just... Me, me. <laughs> We're, when we cover it, oh, that's going to be like a five-episode thing. Okay. Yeah, let, we'll talk. I we'll, love... Okay, we, we haven't even mentioned the... Please turn to page... Oh, the werewolf. 394. Let me ask you this before we do that. The werewolf, derived from the word were, which means man, were, man, wolf, wolf of man. Um... Why don't you just, like, we get it. Lupin's a werewolf. That's why you're telling us about this right now. I didn't say anything. Yeah, you didn't have to say anything. I didn't say. Are you, uh, what does he say to Hermione? I you're don't just remember. just pride in being an insufferable know-it-all. Yes. 50 points from Gryffindor. I, what was I just going to say about And I werewolf? want you to do all your homework, which is... Fuck. No, don't do that. That's not your homework. <laughs> the divination class. She said I was pregnant. Yeah, this is how it happens. <laughs> Why? He Two rows of parchment on the nature of the werewolf. Great scene. Draco. I... Ooh, thank you, Mr. Malfoy. Ten points to Slytherin. Oh, I, one thing I keep forgetting to mention about Slytherin. I have to say this because it bugged the piss out of me when I was in fifth grade. 
my my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Rogers, at my old school before I moved, he he started reading the Harry Potter like at the end of at the end of the day with like the last half hour he would read aloud just for fun it wasn't like you know it was just kind of winding down he would read the Harry Potter books to us or he would read books to us out loud but Harry Potter was one that he eventually got into and he insisted and I think he knew it was wrong but he and because we would sometimes we would just get annoyed and remind him even though we knew what he was going to say but he pronounced Slytherin Slytherin no and we were like oh I, like I, we think it's we think it's actually you say it's Slytherin and he's he would get annoyed like mad at whoever corrected him and say I'm reading I'll pronounce it how I pronounce it and I'm like but dog just do it right like it was so annoying how he said it professor snap no. <laughs> yeah what what scares you the most neville That's i what love I was that ask scene you. by the way what do yeah. you think would show up for you like i'd be curious to know what mine would that's be that's a good question i haven't thought about that that's something we might be able to ponder on and talk about in the wrap-up yeah I mean, I guess I think like I'm scared of like losing family members, but how would it show that? Just like a dead family member, probably. Or like I'm, I'll fully admit I'm still kind of scared of the dark. Would it just turn everything dark? I mean, I guess you know, with like possessed things and demon stuff, would it turn into like an actual? How would demon? I know that? Because I've been talking about you, like you know how I'm. Oh, I thought you were talking about like Christian's an expert on demons. No, just you know how I've mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, that's a I big got. Fear. Yeah, but like, would it turn into somebody who's possessed, or would it turn into like an actual like demon, a monster? Like, what would it turn into? I don't know what my biggest fear is. I'd be curious to find out. Maybe a germ. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know. COVID turns out <laughs> it just shows up as me. I don't know. Iran, he's terrified of spiders. Harry, he says, I thought, okay, let's talk about this whole scene. I love it. I love how it's introduced, and I love how they set up this kind of motif. I love how he plays the music, too. Plays the music is great. That's great. But how they set up the scene, we're we're in the classroom, and it's through the mirror, and you go into the mirror, and then you're in the scene. And then to get out of the scene, end of scene, we go back into the mirror from the other side of the room i think yeah i think you're right but i love how he does this a couple times in the movie where he sets up a sequence by introducing it a visual way and then he uses that visual style to get in and out of the scene yeah kind of in a ring theory contained ring theory of itself i get you i think that's kind of cool it is very cool but that scene I just got to give compliments to the script, which is Steve Cloves again. Steve okay. Cloves did the screen screenwriting for the first three movies. I think maybe more too. He's doing the the newest uh, Fantastic Beasts movie. Maybe it'll be good. Helping, he's helping J.K. Rowling with it. But I I have to give props to just how how well written the dialogue is, whether it be like witty lines here and there or well-delivered dialogue or 
I just I really enjoyed it in this movie, Please. especially the stuff Remus Remus, particularly. He has some of the best moments in the movie. In yes, terms he of does. How you perform, like being the teacher, like when Neville walks up and he's like, "Hello," and then kind of like trying to help him, like through like teaching the class. I, I love seeing that. It's refreshing to see him dynamic. actually learning something in defense against Except the dark arts. Then he kind of turns almost annoyed. And he's like, okay, uh, blah, blah, blah. Who are you, what are you most afraid of? Professor Snape. Who? Uh, pr- Professor Snape. Oh, yes, Professor Snape. He frightens all. <laughs> That's your biggest fear, Neville? Move to the back. I'm not, no. Give oh, me- Harry teaches him how to Patronus. What did he you actually think about? teaches the first things. time? I know he teaches things, which okay, we're kind of, we're bouncing around, but I just love that dynamic that he showed between him and Neville, the teaching aspect, and he's interacting with the students. They're having fun. They're, he's teaching a fun lesson, and then later on, you get into the Patronus scene, like teach me how to use a Patronus. I need to defend myself after what happened at the Quidditch game. Okay, I'll teach you after the holidays when they do get taught after all the Hogsmeade stuff, and I'm going to kill him, whatever. Goes to that room, which looks strangely and oddly enough like Dumbledore's office redressed, which which kind of bugs me when I think of it. Yeah, don't think too hard about it. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movies when he's teaching how to do the Patronus. And just the way Daniel Radcliffe delivers it when he gets really passionate when he casts the spell, yes. you know, Expecto Patronum. I love the way that's delivered. I love the music that swells up as it happens, the visuals of it, him putting it back in the box. So good. But just the the moment when he's like, well, what did you think about? The first time I wrote a broomstick. Well, that's not good enough. That's not good enough at all. Or, I want him to like that's flick not him in the nose. Like you... That's oh boy, maybe enough. Snape is right. You are a moron. But well, then you get think of something happier. Good... Like you, a broom, Harry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Yep, I do it. Yes. <laughs> and you're thinking about the first time you wrote a broom. That's the happiest moment of your life. And we oh. we know what that memory is too, because we saw it happen in Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. You can think, look, and visualize. But then you, I like the reaction that he gives to Lupin when he criticizes him for thinking, because it's almost like, ugh, like I know it's stupid. Like you kind of like, yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? I that mean, I'm thirteen. Of, yeah, he's thirteen. I mean, the fir- the happiest I've ever been is probably when I discovered my wee wee for the first time. But I'm not going to use um, that because I don't want to say that out loud. So I use the euphemism. The first time I rode a broomstick, I didn't really mean when I actually rode a broomstick. I, I meant when I rode a broom. You come on, I'll think of something different. But you know, I'm thirteen. He's thirteen. It's puberty. <laughs> my first Playboy. Ah, uh, yes, the Muggle magazine. My first Playboy. Play Witch. <laughs> That's stupid. That's the equivalent of internet pornography because pictures move. But That's they also true. leave, like you get to a oh, page no. and they're just done for the day. Well, see ya. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I got last month's oh. issue. <laughs> you so don't expect me... them to fuck around all day, do you? I mean, I paid $10 for the magazine, so yeah, I do expect that. It's kind of their job. <laughs> Without the internet, guess... this is what I have. Another thing 
the uh, stuff between Lupin and Harry, whenever he's talking, like he's talking to Harry on the bridge, I can't let you go to Hogsmeade, you don't have permission. So Harry goes and talks to uh, Lupin for a little bit Remus. on the bridge. <clears throat> it's another one of those one takes, one shots, those long takes of him, them just talking. Like, I really like that because it shows skill by the actors that they can hold a scene together without having to cut between takes. Yep. <coughs> I actually Brilliant. really, I, I think that's cool whenever they do that in a movie. Like, you're moving the camera and the actors are performing and they're going, doing a long take. It's not cut up too much because you have to edit between takes. But they do that between the two of them on the bridge and then when they're in the woods for a little bit when they're talking in the woods when he's like teach me how to do a Patronus there's another long take but then they do cut to the reverse shot of yeah. them looking out at the lake and then you get that beautiful shot of Hedwig with Hedwig's theme appropriately as she flies across the lake and it transforms from like fall to snow to winter oh that's yeah that's another thing they do really well in this movie is the transitions between the seasons yeah they use the Whomping Willow to do that a lot like when it loses and its like leaves and it shivers. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because term started in the fall with the Whomping Willow flicking the bird. Yeah. <laughs> Murdering birds. Yeah. And then bird it turns murderer. to snow and then later on it sheds the leaf and then it sheds all the leaves. And, and it shivers. Whatever. It's like, you know what? It's you cool. deserve it. It's cool. I like how they transition between the scenes too, just in general, with that slow like fade in, like the black in, black out. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Kind of like a Star I Wars do. type thing. But so did Harry just have to use a rental broom for the rest of the Quidditch season? I I wouldn't let him play Quidditch the rest of the damn year if they're gonna play during thunderstorms. They probably like that. canceled them. That was that kind of bugged me too. It's like really you can't postpone the game for inclement or weather or put up a weather shield. Right. You don't have a retractable roof. You have magic. You can put a dome. Remember how they put that magic bubble around Hogwarts later on? Yeah, do that. Why couldn't they do that around the Quidditch pitch? That's a one-time thing. It's too big. And why is he flying so? I don't. Just wait for the snitch to come back down. It's not that important, Harry. But yeah, uh, the the one kid died for sure. I think he was the kid in the background at the hospital wing. Probably. When Harry Just wakes up and Ron shows him the, the remains of his Nimbus 2000, which, let's be honest, was get, he was outgrowing that. Why well, that broomstick. a broom? Well, it looked really small when he was on it. Oh, I liked it. It was sad to me that he only had it for two, like two and a years. half years. Yeah, and he only it flew a, it. Yeah. He, probably, he flew it more off camera, off screen, off page. But yeah, we kind of Nimbus 2000. Yeah. You're you're in one of my you're in my favorite scene of Sorcerer's And I'm looking Stone. at it right now. Yeah. The one I let. Well, yeah. we've we've really pounded Act 2 to death. We have a lot to talk about in Act yeah. 3 if you want to get to it. Hold on a moment. Like I the know big it, it's stuff. It's such a big act. It's such a big act that there's so many <laughs> I t I talked to you about this a little before. Everyone, oh, two things actually. Uh -huh. I don't think it was serious that attacked the fat lady. I can't remember. It wasn't serious black. It. I don't believe it was serious black. I believe it was Lupin. He transformed into a werewolf, I believe, and oh. I think he attacked the poster 
because if you if you see like in the next scene they show that there was a full moon that night yeah when they're in the great hall I can't remember if it says in the book, but I actually do think it is Sirius Black because he is trying to get Peter Pettigrew, who is in the common room. So I oh. and he doesn't know the password. So I do think it actually was him, because if okay. you remember, duh, it doesn't happen okay. in the movie, but in the book, Sirius Black stands over Harry or Ron with a knife at some point in the oh, book. Oh shit! Yeah, they did not show <laughs> that scene. Uh, no, they wouldn't. No. <laughs> and how does he... It's just one uh, quick shot of him going, yeah. What? The password? Fortuna Major. <laughs> move. Move. Lemon lemon drop. I can't let you put move. Oh, and also during that scene, Percy. I'm head boy. I'm head boy, everybody. A head boy over here. I'm head boy. Dude. Okay. okay. What? Back on topic. Back, Back on, on topic. So I thought that was a neat kind of interesting theory because they show the full moon yeah. later on, and and he's not the teach. He's not teaching defense against the dark arts in the next session. So you kind of assume it could have been him going wild in the Hogwarts. Well, he's taking the potion. For a night. Right. But he might have forgot. I don't know. He did forget. They kind of that night. I. Now that you've said that, it is serious black, but it's an if you've never heard or read it or see, know anything about Harry Potter, it kind of sets it up to seem Good that way theory, in though. a way. You could theorize that, but but she wouldn't have said it's serious black then, right? right. She would have been like, Yo, but it was a werewolf. I just chalked that up to her being scared and confused, but confusing dogs in the, with the following black. scene in the great hall. And I told when I picked up my microphone because we are doing remote earlier today. I mentioned this. I asked you about it. The scene where they're they're lying on sleeping bags, and then Dumbledore goes into another one of his soliloquies about in dreams we can be anything yeah, we want. We can was... fly above the sky. We can be. We can defeat. Well, I don't. Whatever. And Snape is just like, what the hell are you talking Snape's, about? Should we tell Potter? Well, maybe not. We'll let him sleep. Just, we'll just leave him there. <laughs> just in he's your been neglecting dreams, his earmuffs. In your dreams, you can see things. You Snape's just like, I don't care. Should we tell him? What are you on about? I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he turns into Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I did a little bit. What are you on about, Scott? Okay. I don't we know. We have to I tell just, Harry. I had a poem. But it shows Snape concerned. Concerned it for does, the well-being. It does. About more, about all the students. Yeah. Dumbledore, Which, you know, I'll this is... circle back on in Act 3, something I really appreciate. Basically, long story short, in the behind the scenes, somebody played a prank on Dan. Yep. During this scene where they put a fart machine under his pillow or under his... It might have been Dan that pulled the prank. I forget. I got. I haven't watched it in a while. I'll play the clip. I'll play the clip. It was very good because it was a bunch of sleeping bags, and 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 Dan has us to have his sleeping bag next to this particular girl that he fancied. Action! For now, let them sleep. We've just done a take, right? We've just yeah. finished the take, and it's taken ages to get it. In our dreams, we enter completely our own world. You know. 
it's completely our own world. And we like to, we like to swim in the deepest waters and fly. They had put a fart machine into my sleeping bag. This whole echo. Yeah, and Michael Gambon had actually been pressing it during the take, I found out. <laughs> But that's just, that's one of my favorite, my favorite behind the scenes moments. They had fun. Because just, what are they thinking? Like, they weren't expecting it. And you see Alan Rickman start laughing. Alan Rickman, like, <laughs> they had fun on the set, man. You can tell just even from that clip. And there's other clips. I mean, they have a good time. In dreams, we can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going on a little too long anyway. We'll, we'll cut old Dumbledore off. Dumbledore. Dumbly door. Yeah, you want to get to Act Three yet? Did we end Act Three? I'm, I'm Act Two on them entering the Whopping yeah, Willow. Yeah, I think is it's a little weird, but that's after just where they I get had through it. it. No, after just they get through getting it, getting in there. I didn't talk about anything that happened inside. So as we're, you'll see <laughs> wow. where I start. I start. No, I, 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 I was just gonna say. What did you think about the the whole Whomping Willow action sequence? Um, it was fine. I do not like how Hermione is characterized when she is in like she, they kind of turn her into a damsel when she's in physical danger. Like she's like this badass intellectual, but when she's in physical danger, she just like screams and seems super weak to me. I thought the actual opposite because oh. she's the one who's riding the Whomping well, Willow. Well, just her scream, I don't like. Oh, I when don't she, like, like passes by the screen. Yeah, her scream like, makes her seem weak. Mm, and it happens get... in later movies, too, in a later movie, too, when oh, she's in at one point. I, I, I can understand that perspective, but I kind of, I think they kind of switch it back from when she grabs Harry. Like, she's yeah. gained control of the situation, then she grabs him, and that, that kind of seems odd to me. I think it was just a playful way to shoot that by the by Alfonso. It like pauses like that cartoonish. Yeah, way. like a, like your hand grabs his shirt and he does that thing where he looks down and looks at camera. Whoa! And then, it, and then he holds up like, the sign yeah, that says, just slide Whoops. whistle. Like yeah. uh, Wiley Coyote. Right. Exactly. One thing I want to circle back uh, around before before we just uh, bugged me. move on. Yeah. Speaking of funny sure. things, way back in Hagrid's class, there is a scene that gets me every, or there's a line lines that get me every time when he, no when Hagrid's like oh I think you should ride him now and Harry's like what no and then Hagrid picks him up and he goes wait hey 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 <laughs> the way he delivers that I, I find that really really funny I, I, that whole thing you know put me down Hagrid put me hey 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 I love it one of my favorite moments well first thing we did was they all took turns explaining why we were here. And then old Lucius, you can probably bet what he had to say. When he's skipping to death. Yeah, the way he says that, it just sticks. Because <laughs> he's so matter of fact, the, like he's keeping it together. I, I love how they do that, though. Yeah. It's another design, sound design. Like, he's skipping rocks, and then that last one, he's just like, fuck it, and he throws it in the water. Yeah. Like. Good moment. Good moment. Well, there's a lot of good moments coming up in Act Three. If you want me to, 
You want to do that? Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. We have talked about Act 2 a lot. Act 3. Classes. How long have you known? Since Professor Snape set the essay. Well, 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 Hermione, you really are the brightest witch of your age I've ever met. Enough talk, Remus. Come on, let's kill him. Wait! I did my waiting! Twelve years of it! In Azkaban! Very well. Kill him. But wait one more minute. Harry has the right to know why. I know why. You betrayed my parents. You're the reason they're dead. No, honey, it wasn't him. Somebody did betray your parents, but it was somebody who, until quite recently, I believed to be dead. Who was it then? Peter Pettigrew. And he's in this room right now. Come on, come on, Peter. Come out, come out and play! In a twist of events bigger than Matthew Stafford finally winning a Super Bowl ring, Sirius Black is the grim dog and he's friends with Lupin? They act like villains instead of just being clear and upfront with the kids. They speak in vague language and just confuse the shit out of Harry. Turns out Snape has been trailing them into the Whomping Willow, but Harry takes care of him, so get this. Peter Pettigrew is alive, and he's scabbers. He sold out the Potters the night they got murdered. Sirius Black was framed for it. Lupin is a werewolf and forgot his meds. Sirius the dog fights him. Peter gets away as the rat. Harry and Sirius are attacked by Dementors, but saved by someone in the distance with a stag Patronus. Harry and Hermione travel back in time with Hermione's time-turner she was given for some reason. They retrace their steps and see themselves hours before, so they save Buckbeak and lure Lupin the wolf away from themselves. But then, they get attacked by him and saved by Buckbeak. Harry claims he saw his dad save him in Sirius, but it was actually himself that saved himself with the stag and it's all coming together now they fly off on buckbeak and break out serious but since peter got away he still has to be serious still has to be on the run because he can't prove his innocence harry and hermione meet back with ron and he thinks he's on an acid trip but don't worry about the psychological effect this incident could have lupin resigns and there goes another dark arts professor. Womp, 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 womp. Probably the best one they will ever have. Harry returns to the Great Hall to a surprise package. It's the Firebolt Broomstick, the fastest broomstick in the world. And it has a feather with it, so we know Sirius Black bought it. Nope, probably stole it and gifted it to him. He flies away, and we end on a stupid 1980s freeze frame of Harry's face, complete with... Ah, 
way to the firebolt. And that's the end of the movie. Hey, seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. A lot of stuff. I hope listeners knew what I was going for there. Yeah, because serious. Yeah. I don't uh, like how slow they are to tell him. Like, Lupin is acting like the villain. Like, oh. Uh, it's huh. all for dramatic suspense. It's to keep the viewer in suspense. Even if it doesn't make sense in the, the world of the movie, you think they would be upfront and honest about it. But nope. And here's another thing I forgot to mention from earlier. I'm not trying to bring us backwards. I'm not trying to use the time turner here. Yeah. But why wouldn't he teach... If there's Dementors all around the school and we had an incident at Quidditch, why wouldn't they use teach Expecto Patronum in Defense Against the Dark Arts? Can't, it's a waste to of everybody. time. Not everybody can do it. It would be a waste of a class. If Harry can do it, everyone can do well, it. Well, Harry's a special wizard. He asked. Is he, though? He asked. That's the light. The only thing special about him came in a scar. Hey, nice. Yes, very true. Very true. But this you whole You think you're special scene. because your mummy and your daddy got m- shot? What? That's from Batman, Falcone. Uh, okay, well, yeah. I'll do a rewatch. I... Yeah, the way they're acting, just playing it out. Like, just say it. You know? Also, yeah. Um, yeah, Expelliarmus works differently for different people. Is it all about intent? Like when anybody else I uses it, I think it is intense. It just their wand just goes ding, ding, ding. But when he uses it on Snape, he just blows him back. Why don't you just run along and play with your chemistry set? Like whoa, <laughs> Harry! Like I could do it, you yikes. know. That's the a mentors, They're just dying to see you. I could. I hear it's unbearable to watch. But I'll do my best. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> the way he delivers it. Snape. I'm, I'm going to move ahead a little bit because mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to bring attention to this. You'll notice I love this element. When I think I know what you're going to say. When Lupin changes into the werewolf and the kids are in danger, Snape is the one he protects them like he stands and like shoves them behind him like shields them completely and it shows like a glimmer of his true character because he doesn't like them he doesn't like any of those three kids he's not putting on an act he doesn't like them but he still realizes and steps in front of this dangerous thing and makes sure they're shielded. And I love I, that. I have nothing to add to that. I think you're right about it. I agree with you on that. I really like that too. Yeah, I, I love it. It's a nice little character element. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to the Shrieking Shack. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I remember when I first read this, I re- actually remember reading this going, ugh. Like, no. Why did Loop? I did not see this coming. Lupin's the bad guy, but then not and I just it's such a like this is one of the best twists in a book or a movie that you could have asked for and because you think oh man bad guy and then you Mm -hmm. think oh Snape good guy but then it's like "Mm." 
That's why it's annoying that I can't remember the first time I saw this movie and whether or not I knew or not, or when yeah. I read the book. But now, in hindsight, you can't ever have that experience again. It's like, Luke, I'm your father, or no, I'm your father. You can't relive that. No, you can't. But, but yes, I, I, I can see how that would be quite a shock and a twist. And it was amazing. Because up to this point, the movie's doing its best to make you think that Sirius Black is hunting Harry Potter. And question... Did Lupin know any of this before he realized Peter Pettigrew was alive? Like, did he know Sirius wasn't actually trying to kill Harry, or did he realize it he had after to. that? He had to have known. But he just had to put on the act. But Well, actually, I don't know, because he could have known. He well, because he thought known. Peter Pettigrew actually was dead, because remember he says, well, up until... You showed me the Marauder's map. Okay. Somebody I thought was very much dead. I think you're right. And he's I in think this maybe room. He didn't know. Is he in this room? And let's just address how weird it is that this grown, just disgusting man sleeps with Ron. What? Sleeps oh, in the scabbers. same bed as Ron. And lets him snuggle it like this. That's a guy. Mm. Like if I'm Ron, wow. I'm rethinking my the entire last twelve okay. years of my he life. Doesn't sleep with Ron. <laughs> he sleeps in his bed. That that's what I meant. I don't mean no. Doesn't he sleep in a cage? I don't know, but he sleeps in the same room as a twelve-year-old boy. I was a rat. I was a rat. <laughs> yeah, he is disgusting. Like, okay, not anymore. The makeup they made him look like so much that. Any Timothy other Spall. role that I ever see him in, I only ever think of him as that gross rat man. Like the way they did his hair is just. Ugh. I mean, he look he gets to look a little bit better in the later movies, but I guess after a yeah, shower. this one he's just raw and nasty, and I'm not saying like he's attractive in the other movies. I'm just saying in terms of his his craggly appearance, like. It's more unkempt in this one because he's been living as a rat for 12 years. A rat! Every... Yeah. Yeah. Timothy Spall, great great casting there. Oh, yeah. For for him. I didn't mean to! <laughs> uh, your father... I was your friend! Yeah, so the Remus, real story... Remus, he faked his death, Snape. betrayed the Potters for the Dark Lord... We learn more about that later, but he cut off his pinky to make it yeah. look like he blew him up. He turned into a rat instead. He's missing a toe, isn't he? Oh, yeah, you're right. And then everyone would think he was dead. And this has the iconic, I I'm done my waiting 12 years, 12 of, years it. of it. I mean, that's a classic. That's a meme now. <laughs> Are you going to kill me, Harry? <laughs> I sure would like teeth. to. Is that okay? <laughs> nice. Is that the nasty teeth that you mentioned in the in the yeah, star of the his show? His and Sirius Black's teeth. Prison not nice to him. Mom was mentioned. I was talking about Sirius Black's teeth. Oh, they live up to his name. They're all black and nasty. Uh, he needs to meet Hermione's parents. Also, did you notice the shrieking shack? The I I don't think I've ever noticed it. Or paid attention to it. The walls are moving. 
Oh, I did not like know Like everything's this. shifting and shaking. Like there, I read about it a little earlier. There, it was on a hydraulic set, so the built the walls and everything were moving around. Because I kept in the scene, I kept hearing like creaking and shit, and I was like, "What is going on?" They're in a house, and then I saw the walls and everything, and the everything was shifting. I, did not and I was like, notice. "Oh, that's really cool. That is really cool." <laughs> set design. Didn't notice off to but when I watched hear, it again in ten years. Did you hear Snape? Say Expelliarmus again. Expelliarmus. 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 <laughs> yeah, great. Like, scene that would be. That sounds like shack. a Key and Peele sketch. And I, I like how Sirius Black, uh, um, he apologizes to Ron for biting his legs. I was, my defense, I was going for the rat. Yeah. Like that's I, a I nice like moment. that. Kind of but a, that's the grim that we've been hearing about this entire time. The dog, a little bit cringe, black. with the, with the hunky dory ho hum. We're jokey now, but the fleas, the murder. <laughs> you can come live with me if you want. Okay, slow down, uh, Mister Black. Yeah, you're my godfather. Uh, I just you found don't have that a house. Last night, I don't know you. I mean, maybe eventually. Yeah, we'll we'll go on a cup or we'll have lunch. A couple times, like, I need to get to know you before I just commit to living with you. I don't even know if this whole thing is true yet. I mean, I just found out a guy was a rat that's been sleeping with my best friend for 12 years. So, <laughs> forgive me for being hesitant, but I'll think about it. You want to sign my I, permission slip to Hogsmeade? Ooh, In the book, he go. does. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. How they end. In the next book? But instead, of, instead, they freaking end on a 80s... Ugh. Anyway, the werewolf. That scene is great. Um, the this werewolf, is who you are. This the, is who you are in your heart. Werewolf doesn't look as cool as what I'd want him to. He's kind of mm. It's weird. I don't like how the design of the werewolf. Lanky. Yeah, I don't like it. If Jim Carrey were a werewolf. Yeah. Six foot four, tortoise pal. It's kind of gaggly. <laughs> I like the detail. And Lupin's face when no he's a hair. human, how he has those scratches on his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. And now you know now you know why. It's really cool. But why wouldn't and he how, know that there was gonna be a full moon that night? Well you're not. I thinking imagine about he it. keeps very heavy focus on like the forecast well, on like the lunar cycle. Probably, but then he's finding all this stuff out all of a sudden and he's not thinking about it, like shoot, I have to go find Sirius Black. That's true. He's innocent. That's true. Peter like I we have to go. Um, I so I like that he forgot. Obviously, it adds the danger. We, I like how when we time travel, we find out all this stuff that we saw. We're like, what the fuck? And now we know why. Like, I like how it goes back and retraces all that. That's a fun element with any time travel. You know, you always like to see. The reading nice that I remember was real cool. Oh yeah, the time turner. Yeah, because like, they play seeing it themselves and. The first time through, like, Harry sees his dad, and you're like, how? He's hallucinating. Like, is his dad alive? But then we find out it's him, and then it makes sense. It's kind of like in Star Fox 64, where he th sees James McCloud at the end of the game. I don't know who that is. expert path. Well, I'm, that's, that's okay. That's okay. okay. It's a similar kind of thing. Gotcha. I was going to say something smart-assy, but I decided not to. Thanks. 
Speaking of smart ass, we haven't our even choices, mentioned Spencer, Joel that tonight. Determine. I know. And it's our choices. We showed great restraint. I actually was going to make a Joel joke earlier, but I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe we can go one episode. We without, will. We will. I just wanted to mention even, him because I wanted to uh, say thanks. Thanks, Joel, at the top of the show for our amazing, our amazing intro there i really like yeah. that that was a good even one. when they're not as tightly edited as you yeah that's all right that's all right we we very much appreciate it bill and now you can message us as you're listening to this going hey thanks for not saying anything negative about me you're welcome and christian screw off after that comment yeah but uh <laughs> back to back to this and a little comment <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, but the werewolf. <laughs> the werewolf. And then when they're done time traveling and they're like, yeah, we did it. And Dumbledore's just like, did what? But then like, he And then knows. he gets punched in the face. He knows. <laughs> Home alone. <laughs> did what? <laughs> yeah. So, but the part, I want to talk about the time travel for a minute. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Like, is it just, is there an infinite, does this just happen over and over and over to a certain set of like a, like a parallel universe now because when they get back to their spot they themselves from the past disappear so there is there only one set and this only this was a one isolated incident that happened because they were affected by it without realizing they were fed like the stones and the the cracked twig and the owl and the patronus but but in some real- is there a time loop that was created i think there might be but they have moved out of it okay they are continuing in the time continuum they're moving forward they're not moving backward again and again and again but those t- th- those versions of them i think they might be so That's how do we know question. if we got the real version that's a good question. So all these events just but happen for infinity. If he saw them go back in time again, if they saw, saw themselves go back in time again, I think it, it might only it might it might have been closed once they once they see themselves vanished. I think that might signify that it's closed. Okay, fair enough. Seems like kind of a cop I'm not, out. I'm not sure. It's magic, man. Yeah, you're it's right. Magic. They forget everything you know when and magic is involved. They can't fix broomsticks, the, but they can travel back in time. <laughs> they can't fix broomsticks. Speaking of the time turner sequence, this goes back to when I mentioned how he uses that that style of opening and closing a sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. How with the clock tower and the music with the ding. Oh yes. I did notice I that. I love and I'm that. Like, yep, love it. Love it. Yeah. I love how the music swells. They yep. fly through the the clock tower. They fly out when the time turner sequence begins, and then when they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta get back to the hospital wing," they go back in and see them as they run to the door and see Dumbledore leave. Love it. It's so well uh-huh. done. It's like, that cinema. Yeah. You can do that in cinema. And like I mentioned, I like all the little details, like. Dumbledore obviously knows that they travel back in time in the present of his 
time loop thing. When they walk out the door, he knows to give them a little extra time to get Buckbeak because he's having the minister like look out at the mountains and he's just giving them random like oh, trivia. Oh, look at the straw headmaster dip it. Right. Like they don't care about that, but he's just finding things because he knows how much time they need. It's very, mm-hmm. I, I love those details. It just also adds to the character of Albus being this quirky, mysterious, like aloof, just very, I'm trying to find, like ex- eccentric. That's the word. Yes. Eccentric. Well, yeah. Let I me love that. Hold the phone for a sec. Good character development. Do you, okay. He's eccentric in the other ones too. So you remember. This, Gammon has his own spin on it. They, yeah. Harry Ramon. Ramon. Harry, Hermione, and Ron watch the execution from a distance. Or at least they think they do. But they're watching the pumpkin patch the entire time. How did they not see themselves get Buckbeak out? Because it's not like they were hiding. They were just getting him. I mean, they were almost seen by... Dumbledore and them coming out but if you like they watched we saw them watch Buckbeak get executed from up on the hill oh so how did they not see Harry and Buckbeak wasn't there yes because it was obscured by the pumpkins and they were really high up no 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 that's not what I'm saying how did they not see themselves? Because re- it's not like they're ducking down, sneaking behind the pumpkins. Buckbeak is rearing and he's eating ferrets as they're getting him into the woods. How did they not see that movement? The pumpkins the aren't a ten-foot wall. You think they would hear it outside the window and be like, "What's going on?" Like, well, no, no, I'm talking when they're already out and they're up because they don't save him until after they themselves leave. But they're watching. The first time we see it, they're watching him swing the axe. How do they not see Buckbeak get escorted out? Because they were hiding in the woods. You're missing... No, no, no. How do they not see him leave the pumpkin patch? I think they I know They were watching that entire thing. And if the reasoning is, well... In their timeline, he actually did die. That's where they went back. That doesn't make any sense either because in also in that timeline, oh, they got no. saved by them. The rock came in. All this stuff that happened, happened in whatever timeline you're watching. So they would have seen Buckbeak get escorted out into the forest with the ferrets by Harry and Hermione in the future are you saying so you're saying they were looking out the window the entire scene no i'm not talking about the window after they leave (laughs) no because hagrid's like it's getting dark even though it's not they (laughs) i know it's like three in the afternoon they watch from way up on the hill where she punched malfoy that's yes they watch the execution but during that time that they would have been watching all this go down that is when Harry and no. Hermione are saving Buckbeak. No. Are you telling me they save them while they're running up the hill and they don't happen to look back and see? <coughs> You're messing it up, I think. I'm not. 
<laughs> no, they're not watching. Remember, they, they no, 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 no. They they go down, they go down the hill. They talk to Hagrid. They get hit with the rocks. Then they're like, oh shit, Dumbledore and the executioners here. We gotta leave. We can't be seen here. It's getting late. We gotta leave. They go sneak behind the pumpkins, run to the top of the hill. And that's when they look back and see the executioner throw the blade down. And they think that Buckbeak got yeah, executed. But, they weren't watching the whole time up on the hill. So wait, wait, wait. When, when they left, wasn't or was not Buckbeak still there laying down? Did they not see him laying down? When they left, I don't, so they didn't get seen. You raise a good question because you think they would look back to see Buckbeak one last time or do something I like that. I thought they do and, see oh, him. Oh shit, he's gone. I thought they do see him one last time. Or and maybe. They leave. Hmm. Very interesting. Because, okay, now let's go back to the three turns. We're with uh -huh. Harry and Hermione. Do they pull him into the woods before they throw the rock? No. They don't. So no. they throw the rock. Okay, so let me run this by you. Buckbeak is there. Um, three turns, Harry and Hermione throw the rock. Buckbeak's still there. Buckbeak's still there. They throw the rock to let him know to leave. They leave. Buckbeak's still there. Three turns, Harry and Hermione are watching themselves leave. They're hiding. When they leave... Dumbledore, the minister, and the executioner get into the hut. At that point, the three turns versions oh, shit. are saving Buckbeak. Okay. Meanwhile, okay. meanwhile I see what you're saying. the past versions of the three of them yes. are up the hill. And at that point, when we last saw, they were watching. Okay. So wouldn't they have seen okay, Harry and I see Hermione what you're escort Buckbeak right. out? Because they leave, they leave as the minister and them show up to get into the house. Yeah. So, and then when they go back in time, they use the time turner. That they they free Buckbeak as Dumbledore is talking to the minister and gang. Yeah, but... So you're saying... They're still I, there watching. Right, They're there right. this whole so time. They watch You might this. be right. You might be right unless you're unless we can, we can rationalize it as in that time they were walking through the side of the woods and they made it up to the top just as they were executing. So then they wouldn't have seen because they were too busy walking yeah, but up. The, but they were watching for a while. No. There was a very small amount of time where they wouldn't have seen Harry and Hermione save Buckbeak. You motherfucker. No. Let's watch the scene. <laughs> look, I'll, you raise a good. You raise a good question. Look. To be honest, I'll pull it up. You. I'll pull no, it up right I'll, now. I got the DVD in my room. I'll I'm put pull it, it up. This is serious. Black. Okay, let's watch it. Okay, let me get this I'm on going here. to YouTube. 
No. We gotta go we to gotta work. solve this, folks. Okay, look. I'm gonna commentate for you. You can edit this part out where I'm getting to it. Cause otherwise it's just gonna be be Okay. Prisoner of Azkaban. Alright. Okay, save Buckbeak. I'm okay, skip. I'm getting to Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Let me tell you what's happening. They're looking I... back the entire time. Okay. The three of them are hiding behind the pumpkins. Buckbeak is there. Hermione hears herself from the future. Okay. They're now walking up the hill. They're, Buckbeak is there. They're, as they're going up the hill, looking back. It shows them seeing Buckbeak. They keep looking back. Keep looking back. Keep looking back. Now, they're, so, it's at this point that he's being saved. But they would have seen that. Because now they're at the top of the hill. And they're watching. That's a plot hole. They're watching. It is. They're watching for a long time. So there is no way, because now everybody's out of the hut. There is a very, very unrealistically small time frame that they would have to get Buckbeak out of there. Okay, so they I'm would have watching. had to have seen themselves saving Buckbeak. There's no I'm way. The op I'm watching the future version of the scene where they're hiding behind the pumpkins and she just threw the rock at herself. All right, let me, let me catch up. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Okay, so then they're hiding behind the pumpkins. They run away from the pumpkins into the woods. They haven't saved Buckbeak yet. They're watching themselves behind the pumpkins. They're behind the trees. This is when Hermione says, oh, "Does that is that what my hair looks like? Uh-huh. And then she hears them. She looks back. Then, okay, quick, we got to get out of here, blah, 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 running up the hill. They run up the hill. Okay. And now they're back to behind the pumpkins again. And this is when they start to rescue Buckbeak. So yeah, I think you might be right. During this time that we're hole. watching right now, look, he's fucking with yeah. the crows. It's taking them yeah. a long time at this point, unless they <laughs> yes. do a huge time jump, yeah. that hill's not that big. They're looking no. back this entire time. This time, right here, they didn't... This there, there's, They wouldn't have had this amount of time yeah. to save right. him. Because at this point right here, the past versions are at the top of the hill already right now, watching. Watching it all. They yeah. would... Regardless of the pumpkins, they would have seen them unless you're telling me they did not see Buckbeak get up because <coughs> their vision is obscured by a giant tree. Well, that's one way you can. <laughs> we just spent way too much time on this. So that's going to be super fun to listen to, and I'm excited about it. Serious Black can't I think, be a free man because Peter because Pettigrew left. He hasn't been rendered innocent. Yes, that's correct. He gets away. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> Harry gets a broom. And the end. And then he flies <laughs> off. Okay. And it ends on his stupid, dumb face. Can, oh, wow. You don't like the freeze frame? No. I half wanted to hear, don't you forget about me. <laughs> I bet there's dun, an edit. Dun. <laughs> yeah. There's an edit. Is there really? I bet there is. Is I'm there sure really? There is. Maybe. Al, Arthur. Good Lord, are you really? Oh, my mind hurts. So we spent a half hour talking my about that. Tooth I think. hurts. But okay, confrontation in the shrieking track. Sirius and Harry, the werewolf scene. I'm reading the track names. Uh, okay, the I got to take a screenshot and send that to you in a minute. All right, please do. But Buckbeak saves the day. Watching the past. Okay, so I actually. This is one of my, in this whole saving Sirius, both the past and the future versions, I love that whole sequence. Yeah. Just with, with the little lake that they're next to and how it freezes over and how the Dementors are swooping overhead and the music is just so epic sounding with the choir and you got the, the trumpets and the brass and the yeah. bum, 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 playing. And how they incorporate that. They kind of they kind of musically tell the story that he's thinking of his parents when he uses the Patronus charm. Mm -hmm. And that's how they do that through the music. Through hearing that window to the past theme that Williams wrote for this movie. Um, just love that whole thing. It's so epic when he yells, Expecto Patronum! Oh, yeah. I love that moment. So cool. Very well done. It's so, I don't know. It's just one of those moments that, I don't know. When does, describe. It's just an epic point, moment. Like when Iron Man snapped. Oh, shit. No, nothing. never mind. We're not talking about that yet. Snap. Obadiah Stane's snaps neck. His, snaps his neck. That's right. And they, At what point does the Patronus shield take the form of the animal? Because when you see Harry do it, it's always a shield. But then you do see it take the form of a stag it kind of looks like a silk like a silk veil yeah almost, when does it when turn into an it. animal it turns into an animal when he realizes shit that's not my dad it's me i need to step up to the plate yeah. he does it he thinks of the strongest positive P peter pan here think a happy thought does the patronus and then it's such a strong it's such a strong feeling and emotion that it manifests as the stag, which was his father's Patronus. Yes. So I'm speaking for all Patronuses. At what yes. point does it go from just a shield to the form of an animal? They didn't explain that very well, did they? No. Because it, it's always been described it should be an animal. And for plot, because think, no, otherwise it would give it away. The, when it's in the fully realized version... Okay, like you're I a think master you're right. at the spell. Yeah, all right, you're at this right. Point. That's when it manifests you're as right. an animal. You don't get your animal until you're actually good at it. Yeah, I feel you. Although later, kids get it pretty quickly, and there's that's no way true. they're masters. No, yeah, it doesn't good, matter. Yeah. It's cool. You see the stag. There I like he is. the way Patronuses are visually shown in this movie in general and the way that just the cinematography shows light whenever lumos is used uh -huh. or the patronus is used i really love the way that how they light those scenes yes because it gives it some sort of like a 
like a an aura, like a warmth, or I don't know if heavenly is the right word for that, but it just gives it this kind of serene aura. I don't know. And the sound exactly. that it makes. The words on the tip of my tongue, I can't think of it. Like that glow in the Oh, yeah. I can't make yeah. the sound, but that like... Yeah, I don't know. Which sound? I'm sorry. The sound that, that Lumos makes and the Patronus. Like the light oh, yeah. from the wand makes that like... Oh, yeah. Like a like a low vibrating drone yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Yes. That's also very cool. The sound design yes, in this movie is. is great. Yep. Like whenever except, they well, use Lumos. Except for the animal noises when they're eating the candy and Hermione screams and laughs. That's a, That's the actual sound that it makes. It's like... Like when they use Lumos. Yeah, I, that's what I'm talking about. I like that sound. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, you know what's not cool? The design of the Firebolt. I, I don't know. It's cool. It's kind of... I guess they don't it really looks show like, much of it. It looks like Sirius whittled it himself. <laughs> Maybe he did. I made you a broom. I made this for <laughs> you. Um, let me. That's supposed to be the fire bolt. That's like the best v- broomstick available. I always pictured it as like and super it sleek looks and like red. A, I know, but it's half like it, it looks half carved. The bristles are very cattywampus. It doesn't look like it'd be fast because it's just it's rough. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like it would be it fast. Look, it doesn't look cool like, like the Nimbus did. Like the Nimbus bristles were like Looks sleek. like it was combed. Yeah, yeah, but these just look like an old broom. Like how can this be the fastest one? That should be sleek looking. And it's not mm-hmm. sleek looking. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Looks like the broom I used to sweep the other day. Yeah, it... I mean, the shaft part is cool. Like, I, I do like that. But I don't like the bristles. Especially no. for how smooth and, like, pointed and aerodynamic the Nimbus 2000 bristles yeah. are. Like, look at... Look at this. And what determines Nimbus 2000... This? Yes. I love that design. Fireball. Like, how is that faster? I was just going to ask you, how do you, how, what determines the speed of a broomstick? The rider. I don't know. Is that? No, I have no idea. Because how can, how, I don't know what, how does, how, what makes a firebolt faster than the Nimbus? What is a firebolt? Is it lightning or is it fire? Hmm. It's like mm. in Pokemon, Thunderbolt. That's not a thing because Thunder's the no- well, a bolt sound. Yeah, Thunder's, thunder's the sound. The sound. Bolt lightning. Is you, the so lightning. you're saying it should be lightning bolt. Exactly. And mm. in when you use the attack Thunder, mm-hmm. it goes. Zzz, zzz, zzz. It's like no, that is lightning. Yes. I think they're missing correct. the concept of what Thunder Thunderbolt and lightning sounds is. better than lightning bolt. I don't yeah, know. but it doesn't make any sense. Also, Firebolt. Uh, they could have come up with a better name for it. Thunderbolt does sound cool, but like maybe the uh, 
The Whistling Widget. The Whistling Widget. I don't really? know. The Zipper Zap. Also, there's a scene. This is going way back. You're talking about how did they not see? How did they not see? How in the hell did that guy in Honeydukes not see Harry peeping out from the hidden passageway when he was opening it? You know, lifting the block, looking up. Because there are people I? that are more moron. They're they're morons, even more so and than Ron like and the Harry. The guy walking up the steps looked down at the ground at him. Well, he didn't care. He knocked something down the steps. He didn't go. Hey, wait, hey. Is somebody down here? Oh, wait, hey. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I have inventory down here. Hold up. Web down. Web down. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I expect you're tired of hearing this. But you look so like your father. Except your eyes. Yeah, have you? my mother's eyes. <laughs> it's cruel that I got to spend so much time with James and Lily and you so little. But know this: the ones that love us never really leave us, and you can always find them in here. This movie, though, overall, besides that very last frame, is an outstanding achievement in cinema, an adaptation of a book. The performances are all in now. Like, they're good. Uh, the look of all the characters is where, it, like, it's good. We're, we're at peak right here. Like, even new Dumbledore, I like how he has, like, his beard in a ponytail. Like, he, he has it in a wrap. Like a... He has a, a, like a, a rubber band on it, you know? Like, it's cool. And I like that he's wearing his glasses. Yeah, so we can see. <laughs> yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sight and vision. Yeah, I, it just oh. kind of wrapping it up here. I know we talked way more about Act 2 than 3, but we talked about the important parts of Act three like that's when everything comes together Act three's and, got some really great stuff and then the, peter gets away and that's really that that fudges him. there was one there was one line that moved me a little bit it was when sirius is talking to harry after he gets rescues him from the dark tower yeah. the highest cell in the dark tower and he says well the people who love us are never really gone you can always find them, like, in here. He pats his chest where his heart yeah. is. That kind of moved me a little bit. And that comes back later, in later mm -hmm. movies. Absolutely. It reminded me of The Last Jedi as well. Oh, yeah, because doesn't he say when that? When Luke says, 
No one's ever really gone. Yep. Like the greatest Star Wars cinematic adventure this absolutely. century. Absolutely it is. This decade actually is what I meant to say. Absolutely. Way better well, than not this decade. That fucking Last decade. shit called Episode 4, A New Hope. Oh, so boring, dude. <laughs> Let's run in the hall. <laughs> Let's run down this hall. Oh. Let's watch... How magical. Let's fly <laughs> down this hall. Let's, Let's walk go in down the this sand. corridor. Ooh. Oh, it and Uncle Bert. Let's spend half the movie on Tatooine before we go anywhere. Move on. All right. Brandon's going to kill us. <laughs> Joel's <laughs> going to kill us. Um. Okay. Let's, uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I have some closing thoughts. Yeah. This might be my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's just so on good. an artistic, just craft level. It's, it's so, so well put together. You can tell that. Well, Alfonso, Cur Cur I can't say Caron? his last name. Caron? No, I can't spell it. But <laughs> no, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I didn't finish school. Just you can tell he does. He has a love for cinema because a lot of his movies are very critically acclaimed. Yeah, in how they're shot and what the stories that they tell. And I like that he kind of brought that kind of outside, not outside. He read the books in it in that. He brought a different perspective, especially being like he's a Mexican filmmaker making a movie about an English Wizard. wizarding school. Yeah. Like, I love that new perspective brought to the series. One, it's interesting. It's the only one he does, too. Yeah, I wish he would have done more Harry Potter yeah. movies. I wish he would have came back. Me, too. But I like the direction he took it in. Like, we're turning into a more mature direction, and that is reflected in the way it's shot and just how it was edited and structured and the use of music, how it was, how he wanted to take the music in a different direction with John Williams and mm -hmm. kind of move away from those older themes, kind of bring it to more of the chamber music theme yep. that you would hear in medieval times. That does fit the Harry Potter, the... The Harry Potter world, but you notice the color grading in this movie? It's more cinematic. If there were if there is a word to describe this movie, cold. Yeah, it's freezing. Just cold. like this. Basement. Everything's blue. Oops. Like the color is a little diminished. Well, I think that's a good contrast though, because the first two movies are just overabundantly orange and colorful and yeah and f fire heat it's like this one they're like, like hey let's make this, this look like real cinema real quick like a movie mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it's shot fantastic <sighs> i like the limited i like the limited use of shaky cam because i'm not a big fan of that and i'm, I'm saying that all the way back to hunger games i'm not a huge fan of shaky cam handheld but I think he only really used it once in that one scene at the beginning, but only when you need it. A lot of epic moments in this movie, and I think I think it's there's a good reason why this movie is critically acclaimed to be possibly the best one of the whole saga, oh, for sure. if you will, for sure. And possibly of all time, the best movie. Not only by the critics, but by the fans too. A lot of fans say that it's their favorite there's lots of analytic 
analyzing videos about it on YouTube that you could watch. I watched maybe one about the music, but I, I yeah feel like performances were great, on except for the crying scene. Yeah, yikes! On most rankings, this is people's top book and or movie because overall the story is the I think it's the best story you know from start to finish it's it's definitely the most different it's the most detached I mean it, it the Peter Pettigrew stuff and the serious black stuff obviously that's comes back and like Lupin that all comes back but this really it's not focused on Voldemort like the other ones are and it's the most different of them all because after the next one they all have just one end game one end goal it, I, I like how it like what you're saying it's expanding the supporting cast yeah and creating a bigger network of support for Harry mm -hmm. a lasting cast a lasting cast. A cast that lasts. But also, just the whole, like, theme of these movies is, it's not just about you, but the people in your life that help you. Yes. Because they have a huge impact on whether or not you succeed. Yep. Harry didn't do everything by himself. He actually does nothing by himself. In the first movie, he had Harry and Ron's help. He didn't really fight Quirrell. It was his mother's love that defeated him. And then the second movie, he... Well, second movie, I'm sorry, he turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger and action hero. Oh, yeah. He turns into an action hero. I, I forget what he does in the second book. Maybe he does that in the book, but he fights a freaking snake. Yeah, I'll say these. if these books were um, honest, it would be called Harry Potter, but Hermione's really the hero. And the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> That's what they would be called. Hermione Granger. Yeah, these books should be... She should be the main character. She's always... No. She... Yeah. No. He just happened to be... Have the right things to have to be the hero, but she's I, the brains of the operation. They actually had more diversity in this movie, too, if you notice. Yes. Yeah. With that young black student... Uh -huh. With the, it's, I just wish there were more with the grim, main characters. He's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Not the grin, the <laughs> grim. <laughs> um, I'll say a lot of... This is a trope in most movies. You don't have a lot of time to establish a relationship, so you just have to show by telling when... Siri, I mean, we are seeing it, but to show that somebody else sees it, they just have to say it when he's like, you know... You really are the brightest witch your age. He hasn't really seen her or known her that long. He's making a big assumption on like seeing her right. work for like 20 minutes. That's true. Yeah. It's the same with like Unless Harry saying, all the well, my dad didn't shit. strut. Yeah, you've only ever seen him in pictures with you and your mom as a happy family and in the mirror when he's just standing there. You've never seen him walk, so how would you know if he struts? <laughs> I knew your father. He was a shit <laughs> and an asshole. You're wrong. I'm not. Like, <clears throat> sorry. I'm right. Let me just use my real voice for a sec. I'm not. Like, I'm not wrong. And by Grabthaw's hammer, 
<laughs> it shall be avenged. <laughs> and then Sirius Black and Looper are like, yeah, Harry, your dad was kind of an asshole at first. We all were. But Snape's right. He wasn't much better, but we shouldn't have picked on him like we did. He's the way he is now because of us. You'll learn in a couple books. What do you mean books? Nothing. Bye. Three turns. All right. Yeah, I got to... What's the opposite of Sirius? So what would... So instead of Sirius Black, it's... Jokey White. Jokey Blue. <laughs> Jokey White. Well, that's the exact opposite. So Jokey... Joke Blue. Joke White. <laughs> and Sirius Black. Joke White. One is Joel. a goal. Oh, we almost... <laughs> No, that he's no, he's he's a good guy. I fucked over my own goal, did. didn't I? Well, you didn't really Damn say it. anything bad about him. But on that note, we probably should wrap it up here. It's getting late. I gotta render yeah, we this. Should. Save we should. it. We've been going a long you. way. This episode is longer than the movie. This episode brought to you by Joel's voice. Thank you again, Joel's Thank you, Joel. voice. You do have a good broadcast voice. I always tell you that because it's true. At the top of the show, we sh- told you. And he's using it for good things, everybody. For the most part. We, we told you where you could hear us. We told you where you could contact us. But Christian's just going to remind you one more time if you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. You can find us over on our social media channels or, you know, Twitter, Facebook, the Facebook. Instagram. The Facebook. Excuse me. But you can also find it. Wow. That was really it rude. It was. That it? was rude, bastard. <laughs> That's all right. Finish up your thing. No. Um... And you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You listened to them all earlier, but, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, anywhere you find your podcast, go ahead and tune in, find our older episodes, enjoy the show. We've got a lot of other ones. We do. While you're waiting. Fear Street. While you're waiting. We did last year. Twilight, even. You like Twilight. We're, we're heading into Twilight in the next episode here with uh, Robert Pattinson. Mm. He's coming up. <clears throat> Pattinson. Yeah. Excellent movie, by the way. Go see it. Yeah. I the Batman. Also, with our with our tangent earlier about time travel, if you know, send us something explaining it, so then we yes, know please. where that little how that fits in. Brandon, I'm kind of looking at you, but you might not have enough time in your day to explain it, nor is it worth your time, and it's more fun to listen to us struggle. But if somebody knows, help us piece it together. <laughs> Thanks. This has been a good one. Hey. We got, Don't forget about speak. That's pipe. right. And hey, we got the sports one coming up next. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here we go. Ooh, boy. Let's go! Quidditch World Cup. Quidditch World Cup. Except I'm a little sad by the next one because it doesn't open with the Dursleys. No, fuck them. All right, play us which, out. Which is a bummer. All right, this has been another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. Prisoner of Azkaban edition third episode in our Harry Potter series. We can't wait until the next That's one. right, Christian. Because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are created sequel. Take care and thank you, thank you, thank you.
So time travel in general, though. Can we get if off If we're of circling this, back around. Or if we're time flipping back. Time hey, is a my circle. mic didn't malfunction the entire time. That's true. It didn't and malfunction. And let's end it right there on a good what note. What happened? Why didn't it? I don't know. Spencer? It probably should have. Spencer? Funny. Oh, shit. It went Funny. out again. Funny. I'm hitting end record. Damn it.